0: And welcome people to episode 268
1: of Doing the Winter Monkey. I am one of your co-hosts, Matt Foster. As ever, I am joined by...
2: Becky, hello everybody.
1: Um, so, I'm starting to remember to leave a gap now. It's good. The <laughs>
2: <laughs> thing is, I wait for you and you wait for me and then it's, it gets
1: weird. <laughs> I, we'll just, I, you just go first with that. It's all good. Um, Ian, hi. <laughs> and uh, this week, uh, we, we, we have a, a, a
0: triple banger, don't we? Because mm. we're, we're, we're covering the Meg that we were going to cover last week, but then life got in the way and me and Becca couldn't see it. So we're covering it this week now, but then we we're always going to cover the Equaliser too, because it's the Equaliser Um mm. So we're covering that as well this week. Mm. Uh, and uh, we've decided to sort of introduce a new, a new feature, which I think we've decided, we're, we've not really decided if we're going to do it every week, or if we're going to do it sort of sporadically and dot it around...
2: On a semi-regular basis. On a semi-regu-
0: semi-regular... Uh, uh, yeah, in that, where we're do a, a retro review. Uh, the winner of our poll was Red Sonja, but you can't get hold of it um, legally on streaming services or even to buy on iTunes or Amazon.
2: And as
0: we're all law-abiding citizens. As we're all law-abiding citizens, and we're all digital all the time.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, now nowadays mm-hmm. we, we don't buy physical
2: I'm quite happy buy physical this is on All you All right, and
0: Becky, are but uh, interestingly enough weirdly enough uh, hopefully before the end of this week there should be a piece on the website which kind of links into this a little bit mm-hmm. uh, that, I'm, that I'm writing at the moment um, and also Ian's got a review of Black Landsman on there which we'll be covering next week mm-hmm. so I'm plugging the website I'll do it a bit later again <laughs> uh, so we went for the number two spot on it which was uh, taken by Joe Carnahan's The Grey which is interesting because Joe Carnahan is a very you know he's a big favourite of the show um, and also this was both Martin and Ian's number one film of the first year that we started doing, doing The Monkey yeah it was yeah, it was. I, 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 the thing is, neither was new because Ian, obviously, at the time, was still doing 35mm Heroes, mm. and they recorded that show and released it, and I didn't listen to it, because I didn't want Ian's list to influence me. <laughs> uh, and so I had no idea it was The Grey at all.
2: Interesting. Best <laughs> um, so,
0: yeah. watch for me,
1: even though you're I'm so, not, and i before. so Stop. fucking intrigued to see what you think of this, Bax, because, like, it it feels like it's potentially your wheelhouse, but I could also see how it maybe could not be like, it, it's, I, yeah, I'm very, very, dis- I'm fascinated in both of your opinions on all of these fucking films. <laughs> yes. Like fascinated. I, I,
0: I, I am as well. Uh, in terms of, I think there's, there's some good discussions to be, to be had with these. Um, also, as well, we'll get into the usual uh, tangents. I believe Ian has a tangent already and rare to go to start off with, which isn't really a tangent because I'm going to ask him directly about it. Hmm. But I don't think it can count as a tangent. Uh not a lot of trailers, but there are a couple out there. Um, and um, what else have we got? Well, I think we've got a question, which is a fun question we've got there. Oh, I haven't a question.
2: That's not fair. I haven't, I haven't had a chance to prepare. We're going to have a look then. Okay. I'll
0: do my little shh. Well,
1: you're yeah, chatting um, shit. Well, I'm chatting shit. Yeah, to, uh, to, be, to be fair, Bex, the tangent, I think you're going to have absolutely no interest in, so you probably got a good 10 minutes. Yeah. Oh, is it
2: about what I think it's about?
1: Yeah, probably. Yeah. Okay. Um, and...
0: <laughs> Yes, yeah, so so we'll we'll we'll, we'll crack in. Um, before Ian, we discussed Ian's uh, Atmos. Uh, what other news? What other news has been? Well, the, the the big news is the, the Bond news that um,
3: Danny, Boyle. Danny Boyle is
0: no longer going to be directing uh, the 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 next Bond movie. Um, Are
2: they still using the same script? Because wasn't he co-writing?
1: He was co-writing it. We we don't know. It, right? Well, it, it was. He'd come up with a story. Train spotter, uh, spotting screenwriter John Hodge was writing a screenplay, but it looks like screenplay stuff has caused the issue. From it, like, obviously, it's all really in the ether, but it seems like this was very much about Russia, specifically Russia, trying to upend Western democracy and Bond trying to stop it. Oh, <laughs> which, yeah, could be, could be a bit too on the nose with the current climate, with something like Bond being as big as it is, um, and apparently there was some very big thing that happened in the film, which weirdly, rumours are either that Bond spends a lot of time of, of the film in prison mm. or that he dies. Like, actually dies. Well, that, that's it.
0: I, I have a feeling that, I think that it, it could have been that Boyle wanted to kill him. Hmm. Um, and they've gone, no. Um. And have vetoed that idea. And, he's, and Boyle's gone, but isn't it the last one Craig's doing? Can't we just fucking kill him? And then they, they, they still want to keep the idea of this mystery about whether or not Bond is a code name or is it a, what is it? And it, all these things. I think they want to keep all that ambiguity open.
2: But then, it, it, how can they possibly keep that ambiguity when there's been a bajillion different people playing? There's It's not ambiguous. Sure, It has to be a code name, otherwise, it was all just bollocks. But
0: then there's, he, there's all the, 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 the life history in, in, within the film. Yeah,
2: which is why they've kind of
0: Yeah. a bollock a little Unless actually they've just changed all the names. They've got oh, change the bones just in case. Yeah, and
1: if- it, skyfall, the climax of that t- takes place at his like family estate in Scotland. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it is his family. Because, like, cause, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It would make sense if it was just a code name. But there are things that happen in the films every now and then that do basically say that Eon Productions don't think it is. And, that... and,
0: and as well, let's be honest, Eon Productions, they, they, they've kind of got a little bit lucky in the past few in terms of they've had a little bit of a... It's been a bit of a settled ground they've had, mm. um, you know, in terms of that. Whereas historically, they're a bit shit at getting these things out. They're a bit shit at their handling of them. The the anomalies have been the past couple.
2: <laughs> yeah. So what? I mean, what are they essentially what's their position on it then? That it's essentially a reboot every time, and act, the actor changes.
1: Pretty much, yeah. Well, that's just fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Cause like you think about it, like golden it's got fucking M reaming him out for being um like a misogynist dinosaur from the cold war, which implies that at the very least, Timothy Dalton's character was the same guy, but then Roger Moore to Timothy Dalton doesn't make any fucking sense whatsoever. Um, yeah. Connery to Roger Moore doesn't really make that any sense. And to be fair, George Lazenby didn't make any fucking sense either. But then, like, there's there was a little bit of... I remember at the start of Honor Majesty's Secret Service, it it it's almost referenced that maybe he'd had plastic surgery. And it's like, at least <laughs> it's something. The, thing, the, the weird thing is, <laughs> with, with the Bond thing,
0: I think the whole thing around it around day history and like that is a lot more fascinating to me personally than any of the other fucking films. Like I, I would happily watch a a two hour documentary about the ideas of the first nineteen, twenty James Bond movies and about the character and stuff like that than I would ever watch one of the other fucking Bond movies.
2: There's, the, the, there's one in a volcano.
0: Directly, I'm sure some are uh, fine, but I, I have zero fucking interest in see, watching. You
2: remember really anything you
0: pre-Craig
1: in the volcano. Yeah, yeah. You only live twice uh, as I, a climax in a in a in a uh, spectre base in a volcano.
0: I, I remember liking um, from what I remember. I'm I'm ninety nine percent sure I've seen them all at different points, but I'm a real liking Moonraker and Octopussy. And the rest of them, that's it, really. And,
1: and, and from understand. There's two fucking weird ones to point out as the ones you really like. Sorry, historically,
0: they're the ones that everybody
1: goes. These
0: are the two shittest Bond movies, and out there, like, which one's that? I like that
1: one. <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm not saying they're the shittest. It's just they're by, They're not. They're not even fucking close to being the best. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> so mean, for Russia with Love, man, that film is fucking incredible. It probably is, and I probably need to go back
0: and watch that. I, I probably do, but it's just from the ones that I remember having watched and enjoyed, it's those two that always stick out in my brain. Wow. I don't
2: specifically remember any of them, but I remember watching them on a Sunday afternoon with my dad because he liked Bond.
0: That's a, weird, that's a weird thing, watching a Bond movie on a Sunday afternoon. Well,
1: it, was, mate, it always used to be a bank holiday Monday kind of thing, didn't it? I could yeah. see it translating to a Sunday afternoon.
0: Yeah,
2: and I've I've always I've always found them odd to that
1: watch during the day. I think you have like a box Do we watch on a Sunday afternoon? And they are a bit pantomime, aren't they? The earlier ones. Yeah. So they are a bit Sunday afternoony. Oh, but they're great fun. they are great fun though. Like, <laughs> I, I I I I know in today's enlightened day and age there that the, the films are problematic. They but I I don't know, they're they're set they were made in a different fuck they were made in a different era i even though then again you could say the birth of a nation was uh, made in a different era but then i i don't know
0: so you talk you're talking no i can you're talking pre war there yeah there's a different era and there's an entirely different World. global okay what is it, um, sensibility from that?
1: Yeah. I, like, I just, I would, ve- like, seriously, if we were to just, like, watch a few Bond movies and talk about him, I'd be so fucking down for that. Noel wouldn't. He, he's made <laughs> no, that clear in a fucking no, chat this no, afternoon. Noel would
0: be right, it, it, as soon as we said that, if, if I said right now, agree to that, Noel would be smashing his phone in fucking couch going, No, just no! Why does he not like
2: that?
0: Noel doesn't like Bond. Why? Doesn't give a
1: shit. Because he's a sexist, misogynist dinosaur and he sees too much of himself in the character.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so... um, I'll be honest. I I don't really care who takes over, but I do think it's funny the fact that people keep on suggesting certain directors and going, he's not going to do it. (laughs) The fact that everyone went, right, they should get Nolan on the phone straight away. It's like, for a start off, Nolan famously doesn't have a fucking phone. (laughs) And secondly, (laughs) he's not going to do it. He's just not. He might do a Bond movie at some point. He's not going to do this Bond movie.
1: (laughs) No, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, like, Barbara Broccoli and Michael G. Wilson, they have utter control over the filmmaking in these films. And... Nolan and fair play to him would be like me and Emma Thomas, we're going to produce this motherfucker. Like you can, you can be there, you know? And, but at the same time, if you don't like what I'm doing, I'm off, you know, which to be fair was kind of what Boyle was doing. Yeah. Um, So, you know, talking to Brad about this last night and he was just like, If they're actually going to do this iteration and not just fucking kibosh the whole thing, give it Martin Campbell. There'll be like a nice bit of fucking symmetry with it because he did Casino Royale. So start with him, end with him. Campbell can fit into place with a screenplay because like Neil Purvis and Robert Wade had already written a screenplay for this for the next Bond film, and then Boyle came in and they went with his idea. So they could just fucking retool. The only thing is, they're supposed to shoot later in the year. You would imagine they've already been locking down locations and stuff like that. So how difficult would it be if they were going to try and retrofit an old screenplay to the production work that's already been done on the Boyle one? It just, it...
0: Well, there's a say that. But then if you listen to, for instance, the uh, Variety podcast you recommended to me, uh, the interview with Christopher McQuarrie, um, where he's talking about um, Fallout and Rogue Nation. Uh, That's basically, that's kind of how they made those, you know. They, They didn't have a fully written script when they started, went into production. And, you know, McQuarrie was basically saying that they were writing it as they were making it.
1: Well, the fact that they kind of they had locations then kind of fit what they were going to do and yeah. and sequences and they kind of fit what they were going yeah. to do into that. It's a fair point. And then you know what I mean. God. So as a, a little
0: fun bit, as a not serious bit, as a little fun bit, Ian, name me a dream director to do it and a realistic possible director to do it. Mm.
1: So we so uh, we're, we're, we're uh, talking uh, the Last Craig. Yes. Right. Okay. You see, I think it would be. And a lot of people are going to scream. But I'd be very interested to see what, like, Matthew Vaughan would do. (laughs) Fair enough. Um, But, like, he's already. Like, the Kingsman films have already kind of said the type of Bond film he would make. Yeah. But I would like to see. The, the the kind of the classy X Men first class Matthew Vaughn do a classy Bond film, not the Bond film that Kingsman was trying. I like both Kingsman films.
0: Yeah, so I do I. Yeah.
1: I would not want the Daniel Craig Bond to be like that. But de- directors can make different types of films. Yeah so I mean and when I say dream I mean like it's like because he's available like because he's available now. Yeah. You know like if cuz otherwise you would be going for somebody like Christopher McQuarrie or some or 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 like shit man like, I mean like Nolan but then it would be like that would be his thing probably a new bond all that stuff. So if we're talking someone a dream director who could jump into this situation it would be somebody like him or Shit, I mean, I don't know, like, no, not, well, I was going to say David McKenzie, but then he's, like, got the fucking Robert the uh, the Bruce film out, so, like, he probably wouldn't be able to do that, but, and then, what was it, Dream Director and, like, The the Probable? Yeah. I mean, like I say, like, Martin Campbell, like, he's, I don't think he's got anything on the plate at the moment, Guy probably needs a safe hit, they know he's a safe pair of hands, he's already done two Bonds. It it does make sense.
0: Yeah. I, I, have you got a, a dream director, Max, who you'd like to see, see do it?
2: Well, it's difficult, isn't it? Because anyone that you want to pick as a dream director, you going to pick it because they've got their own style and they've got their own kind of vibe. So they're going to take it in a completely different direction and that's not really what they're wanting, is it, really? They're wanting someone to finish off this film. Yeah,
0: I'm saying for, for your... For your well, if, if they announced it and they said, this is the person director, would that make you go... Ooh, that's interesting. Because you're not a particularly big Bond fan.
2: No, I'm not, and I'm not particularly good on directors, really. Um, Nolan would be.
0: I'd love to see a Nolan Bond. You see, this is it. I'm a I'm a huge Nolan fan, but I have zero interest in seeing a fucking Chris Nolan Bond film. I
2: know. I just I'd like to see what he did with it. Like, if any if anything's going to make a Bond movie good, it's an interesting and weird.
0: Well, I I, I I I think it's gonna be um, it's gonna be someone like Martin Campbell. I wouldn't be surprised me if, if Mendes didn't come back and do this one. Yeah, Ooh, crap! What? the last one, Spectre. No, yeah. it's all, I quite like Spectre. I think I need to rewatch that. Um, I want to rewatch all four of them. To be fair, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Let's if, just rewatch all of them. Sorry, <laughs> I wouldn't <laughs> be surprised if, if, if Mendes came back um, because of his links to a the films yeah. and b because of his close relationship with Daniel Craig. Yeah. Um.
1: So that, that would surprise
2: me. I earlier and I don't know whether it was a joke. Actually, it might have been you involved in it saying about Guy Ritchie. That'd be funny. <laughs>
1: well, that'd be my... fucking amazing just because <laughs> film Twitter would explode. Yeah, And but I'd my... watch the fuck out of that film. I would as well, yeah. But would my...
2: watch but... a Shane bomb as well.
1: Mm.
2: Like a bit irreverent and a bit like taking right. the piss like nice guys.
0: Mine mm. mm. my, my would be, it, it's, it, I know he, he mentioned this a few years ago, but Tarantino did say that he'd have a stab at Bond, not writing it or anything like that, but just at directing it, and that would have been a fun thing to do. I don't think he'd do it now, but yeah. at the time when he said it, I think he would have done it. Uh, I'd like to see Catherine Beagle do one. She needs a hit as well. She's a hit. She's in that in that genre. Hmm. She is a a safe fucking pair of hands. Also, she's a uh, and I mean this in a very nice way. She's a she's a twat in the sense of she doesn't give a shit about giving it giving a woman's perspective or any bullshit like that. She doesn't consider herself as a female director. She's a film director. Can we just conf-
1: can we just say that I don't think you met, meant like a woman's perspective was bullshit there? No, I, I,
0: no, I, I didn't. I didn't know. <laughs> what I'm saying is she's she. She's not, she doesn't make films as a female director's perspective. Yeah. She just makes films from a, from a filmmaker's director. perspective. Because yeah. yeah. she's said, you know, oh, and how did you approach The Hurt Locker from a female perspective? And she just went, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> I, I approached it from a filmmaker's perspective. Need more of that. Um, and it was, in that, in, you know, she, she's directed one of the greatest action movies of all time. Point Break. Yeah. <laughs> what? I love Point Break. Don't don't get me wrong. Get it, but greatest action movie as well. Well, I didn't say the greatest. And one of the greatest. Yes, it is. It's also one of the most iconic action movies of all yeah, time.
3: It is,
0: yeah. You know, if, if, if people want to argue and say it's not really great, it's like all right, but it is one of the most iconic action yeah. movies of all time. Yeah, true that. Um, I haven't watched
2: that again actually. What? Point
0: Break. have not watch that in a while. Uh, we've got it on iTunes. Nice. Fucking love point,
2: Break.
0: Yeah, date night tonight after, after the podcast. Um, <laughs> right. Ian. Ian. Um, gaming. What's happened to gaming, mate? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I fucked it off because it's shit. Yes, and why did you fuck it off? <laughs> well, because something...
2: And then he flopped. And then he flipped. <laughs> then he
1: flopped. No he's flipped again. It, nah, just... I'm not having it. I'm not having it. <laughs> i I've, I've I've exposed myself to zero gaming media over the last week or so and it's been great not having it i've been i've been watching films i've been not staying up until fucking midnight trying to fight robot dinosaurs so you know i've had more sleep i've been i've been a better me being the best me is not playing games
0: it's it, it, it's great when something happens and you do something and it makes you go do you know what fucking love film.
1: <laughs> and, yeah. And it's it just like, it, it's a nice cosy blanket. Yeah, it is. Because I love film. Fucking right. So, so Gordian, go because
0: I, I, I haven't watched the video yet because I sat down and got myself all set out to watch it, like properly, like, had my my drink on the side. I tidied the living room, so everything was all like the perfect environment to watch it. Yeah. And then it'd be taken down because you were editing it and putting it back up. Yeah. Since then, so I am still waiting, and it probably won't get watched till tomorrow night. But go on, tell people what what you know. be Atmos experience was.
1: Well, so yeah, I mean, basically, it's a fucking it's it's an absolute minefield. All right, so uh, Bex, if you wanted to look at that Twitter question, now's the time. Um, so.
2: well
1: i'm I'm not not interested you're not gonna be in a minute um (laughs) (laughs) so i'm on the curry's website i'm gonna look at soundbars and whatnot and they've been doing they've been doing some deals and there's this jvc one that's 350 quid it's like oh fuck you know that's not bad it's like right okay 4k pass through okay great so what i mean by that is basically okay you got a 4k tv you got a 4k apple tv if you plug something in in between them that can't handle the 4K signal, then you ain't getting 4K out of that Apple TV into your 4K TV. So, huh. as well as that, 4K HDR. So the thing is, this JVC thing, it says 4K pass-through, but it doesn't say 4K HDR pass-through. I want my HDR. I want my bright brights. I, yeah. I, I need that shit. So, also... Well, my TV does Dolby Vision, and my Apple TV does Dolby Vision. So I've also got to try and get a soundbar that does fucking Dolby Vision. So this JVC one, all I can find out about it is is 4K. Right, okay, fine, not much of a help. So I go on their website, it's like, well, Curry's PC World now handle all product queries and technical support for our soundbars. It's like, right, okay, that's ominous. Yeah, so I at Curry's PC World saying, I just want to know, can this can this pass through HDR? And I wait two days and I get a reply saying, well, I've had a look at the, uh, the item description that says it can pass through 4K signal. It's like, right, yeah, great. I Question I asked. <laughs> like, uh, fucking, yeah. Not really, and I was just like, okay, thanks for the answer. Not really what I was going for, but uh, I appreciate it. And then they were like, well, if you want further guidance, blah, blah, blah. It was like, no, just give me the fucking answer to my question, but it's fine.
0: <laughs> cool. That, that's like saying, so does this set of highlighters come with a blue highlighter as well? It comes with a with a yellow one. Brilliant. Does it come with the blue? You'll have to ask us again. What was the question? Fuck you.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, it just is fucking ridiculous. So then I find this soundbar and... Do- literally says no i didn't say it on the curry's website i had to then go on the sony website where it confirmed dolby vision 4k or hdr good so basically first off be very very careful with the soundbar you select that it can actually pass through the signal from the apple tv or whatever device you're using to your TV without taking anything out of it because the soundbar can't handle the the processing. So you
0: connect um, the soundbar doesn't connect it has to connect to both your Apple TV and your TV.
1: So basically, my Apple TV is plugged into the soundbar. there's yep. an HDMI in there, yeah, and then there's an HDMI out that goes from the soundbar to the TV. Right. So yes, it passes through that. Right. Cool yeah so there's also a digital optical cable so like any apps on my tv can also pass through the soundbar but of course I can just have the the tv volume on as well it it doesn't like you you my tv is set up in such a way that I can have volume come out of the tv and the soundbar at the same time if I want to so basically all I do is when I'm because Lottie and Donna couldn't give two shits so Whenever I want to watch something, I just uh, turn down the TV completely and just up the soundbar, so it's fine. So, got it. And then the the issue with Dolby Atmos is that Dolby Atmos, what it it does is it uh, has an extra channel for stuff that kind of sound like they're above you. So as well as center, left, right, surround, left, right, subwoofer, you've also got a channel that's above you. However, Dolby are licensing the Dolby Atmos thing, not just to solutions that are literally physical speakers. So it's essentially, if the, the thing can process the Dolby Atmos track, which is just a normal Dolby Digital or Dolby True HD track with an Atmos element added onto it, then um, then they'll give it the licensing. And what that means is I've got this speaker setup I have is a 2.1 setup. So there's only two speakers and the subwoofer. Yeah. But Sony use this thing called a vertical surround engine where basically they process the signal in such a way that it, I don't know what the technicals are, but I will say it doesn't sound like... Literally, the speakers are behind you, above you, whatever. But it does sound like the sound coming out of the soundbar is reaching those areas, but kind of coming from the TV. So you can still tell it's only coming from the soundbar. But when the upwards channels kick in, it does actually sound like sound is being like it is, is being placed up there. Yeah. It's weird. It's obviously, it's obviously not as good as an actual solution or a sound bar that contains more speakers. And one day I will upgrade. I will. This isn't, this isn't my forever sound bar. Yeah. But for something that basically I traded in a PlayStation, well, I refunded it, and got this instead, I am very happy with my choice. Good. You know, and it's interesting, because the, the, the Dolby Atmos being out of the Apple TV, it's not Dolby True HD, it's Dolby Digital with the Atmos being layered upon it. But it still sounds fine. Like, I, I mean, shit, I watched The Grey... In just 5.1 virtual surround yesterday, and that thing was bloody intense, and it was not loud because it was like nine o'clock at night. Um, mm. Lottie and I watched a bit of the Lego Batman movie yesterday in Atmos loud, and that thing was awesome. It was great. It, like it did, act, it did actually sound like the sounds were around, even yeah. though they weren't.
0: So it, it, it is at the moment. It, it, so what you're saying is, what you expect, what you hoped it was going to do, it, it, you're getting that experience. You're getting a heightened experience as to what you ever thought.
1: Yes, it's it's a it is a for the price an acceptable fac- facsimile of the real thing. But I will want to upgrade in the future when I have more available funds.
0: It's one of the, one of the things though, because it's kind of it, at least now you know that it's real, if you know what I mean.
1: Yeah, well but I mean like the I, I, I will say, I mean, like the 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 screen in Cinewell Card if it does Atmos is really, really good. Um, and is obviously better than the kit I have, but it is a much more theatrical sounding experience with this soundbar than I kind of thought it was gonna be. Um I I'm like legit impressed. Even though one last thing, unless you have any questions.
0: <laughs> no, I think everything's been
1: good, mate. No, cool. Right, so I've got the beta of the Apple TV 4K new TV OS that comes out next month. So at the moment, if you don't if you're not in if you don't have the beta updates, you don't have Dolby Atmos on anything. Mm. And it's weird. It's been flaky. So if I ask Siri what, what's available in Dolby Atmos, it brings up this list, right? Yeah. Spider-Man Homecoming. You go into the page for Spider-Man Homecoming, and it's set, it even has the Dolby Atmos logo on it. You start playing the film. It's not in Dolby Atmos.
0: Uh, uh,
1: yeah, so...
0: Is it going to be, maybe?
1: I, I assume it's going to be... But it's it's weird that literally even the page says Dolby Atmos and then like when I start it up it just kicks in a Dolby Digital five point one track. But there there are there are films like uh uh Mad Max Fury Road, uh aforementioned Lego Batman, uh Sicario uh is in Atmos. Nice. So yeah, no, yeah, it's uh th- that's good as well. But yeah, like I I did only a little bit of that, but it, it was um it was enjoyable. Um so it, it, it's gonna get there it um the list of available titles even looks good even though now i don't know what's actually available and what isn't um but it does seem like warner brothers and lionsgate ones that say are available they are um it's the sony ones that seem a little bit is it though um but that may well change by the time the like uh, tvOS twelve's set to actually launch in the next few weeks so it, it won't be long but yeah it's um it, it yeah it's a good time I'm I'm glad I have it and now my I you know I've got the 4k I've got the Dolby Vision I've got a version of Dolby Atmos I kind of feel like I can actually rest now <laughs> yeah you
0: can go right I don't need anything for the time being you know i've got i've got a month until that new apple showcase comes out to just go i'm fine (laughs) Bye.
1: yeah that's gonna be brutal the thing is i'm on the iphone upgrade program anyway so i'm getting a new iphone next month so that's fine i just hope the new apple watch isn't amazing
0: yeah, I, I, I I'm, I, I'm actually chewing a new phone around the same time as
2: the new iPhone comes out. So. You actually got my upgrade. Yeah, got my. I got yours, didn't yeah. I? And mine's always just
0: after.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, it's there's, there's, big. there's three new iPhones coming out this year.
0: Yeah. All I mean, I, Mini, sorry. Uh, and the Mini Mac is making a return, apparently, isn't it? Yeah, Mac yeah. Mini's
1: making a return. I wish I could get Donna into that. I can't.
0: I think I, I, I'm actually thinking about a Mac Mini.
2: It. is that I was reading about this is that the one that doesn't come with like a monitor or a, a monitor mouse or a keyboard like or anything it's just literally it,
0: it's the just thing. The, the, literally the thing and then you, you could you basically you could plug it into your TV cool and then you should have like a wireless keyboard that you use for I'm very up for that
1: I'm not entirely sure how up Becky is for that I, I, could you hear yeah. the tumbleweed yeah no <laughs> the, 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 I didn't just fucking hear it I saw it <laughs> yeah. amazing <laughs> yeah yeah I'll
2: look for it. I'm not entirely sure how much I'm willing to pay for a computer that is just literally a box. The fucking box, no. Right, cool. God, spy an iMac. Well, yeah. I prefer to have one of the. I thought you wanted a MacBook Pro, okay.
1: I, I, I flit.
2: You <laughs> do, you do. You're as bad as Ian.
1: No, I'm not. No, okay. no he's not. Oh, no, that is true.
0: <laughs> that is true. <laughs> um, trailers. Uh, what have we What have we seen this week? There
1: hasn't been many, has there? I'm, I'm going to attempt to do this while going downstairs and getting a beer. Let's see how this goes.
2: Okay, and you can all listen to me pouring my water that Mark just told me off for.
1: Oh, sweet! I'm going downstairs. I'm <laughs> uh, just going to ask Donna a question. Don. How annoying is my flip flopping a scale of one to fuck you? Oh shit, Lottie's here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, thanks.
0: What did what, what, what grade did she give you?
1: F U. <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, I have to say, it would drive me mad. God
0: bless that one, mate. You've got an absolute
1: superstar there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um. Right, I'm literally. I am holding my MacBook, like, because I'm in the kitchen and the Wi-Fi usually cuts out here. I'm holding it as far as I can by my fridge, (laughs) hoping it doesn't cut out while I get a couple of drinks. Come here, you you bastard. There we go. Right. There we go. And I'm leaving this in. This is... good. This is great physical dexterity on my part. This, <laughs> right. Okay. right? Trailers, trailers, trailers. There's been a couple of big Netflix ones this week.
0: There has, hasn't there? Netflix has kind of Netflix as, as after having you know what I would say has been a, a difficult few months.
2: A few months,
0: <laughs> um, in the sense that. It's not that there's a lot of stuff that's been, that's been doing is crap. It's just that a lot of people have started to... And I mean, Noel was saying to us on Void on, on Chat, you know, that he's getting a little bit... Uh, he's not finding anything on there. And
1: even me and you have said it recently, that
2: Yeah.
0: It, it, you're Span not finding was, stuff. Spam
2: movies have been getting a lot of hits
1: through. Um, uh, now TV is the best. Yeah, sorry, just to echo that. Yeah, yeah so there's, there's been sort of like bits of that. And
0: then Netflix kind of go, hey, can we just remind you we've got a new Jeremy Saulier movie. We've got a new Alfonso Caron movie. We've got a new Martin Scorsese movie. We've got a new David Mackenzie movie. And all those are going to be available for your subscription and before the end of the year. And you kind of go, fair enough.
2: Yeah. Uh, no, I, I mean, I do agree with that. that it is, there is, there is stuff to look forward to, but you look at, you look through some of the menus and everything's duplicated and everything's uninspiring. And uh, it's a little bit Netflix, what have you
0: done for I think this is, though. That
2: this spunked all their money
0: making new stuff. No, I don't think it's that. I think that algorithm rhythms have got too complicated with mm. themselves. Yeah. That, that What happens is you can go on three different menus across what it is and you can look at it and go, right, you've just shown me of those three menus in 50 films in each of them and it could be thrillers, crime movies, and I don't know.
2: Romantic comedies.
0: Romantic comedy. And you might end up getting a crossover out of hundred what should be hundred and fifty movies. You might end up getting a crossover of ninety-eight movies or hundred and one movies. The
2: thing is though, the thing that pisses me off is whoever's classifying them for which menus they come up in is is clearly just a dickhead. Because you get stuff come up in comedy and it's like, oh yeah, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah. And they just they just they're not they're not
0: right it's some walk-in that's doing it
2: walk-in term. yeah
0: it is it's the walkiest of interns that's doing that
2: he looks funny in his human skin mask let's bang it in comedy yeah
0: <laughs> nice it is Oh, <laughs> I watched that I left so much I was so high on balloons fuck off Jeremy I
2: on balloons is that a thing they do now
0: yeah they all do balloons like that carbon
1: shit he would totally be called Jeremy as well that's a good shout he will be <laughs> yeah balloons, it's nitrous
0: basically it's the same as if you it, it, if you open a bottle of Coca-Cola and quickly go and then close it again and shake up again and do that it's basically the same thing as that they all do that because they get like it, it's, it's not too dissimilar to like do you remember poppers yeah that oh, essentially oh I love poppers
1: um,
0: <laughs> and it's that it's that poppers I
1: love them favourite of the the gay scene I believe oh mate they expanded my arsehole like no one's business <laughs> Anyway, trailers. Paul <laughs> knows what I'm talking about. When are they as room orderisers? Anyway, trailers. Yes. You, did you guys meet my mate Siobhan at, um, at my wedding? Yeah, I did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, me and her, and her um, ex-boyfriend, like, did a lot of poppers at fucking Glastonbury one year. <laughs> like, that was a good time. I was never a fan of
2: them. Did she listen to the show? Are you going to be in trouble for sharing
1: that? No, uh, no, nah, she will not give a no. fuck. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, she wouldn't. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, first one then, um, So, um, Outlaw King. Yeah, Outlaw King. I'm very intrigued to hear more than like two seconds of Chris Pine doing a Scottish accent. Yeah, I am as well, because when he did it, when it
0: when, he, when so we mentioned that he had a Scottish accent, and I thought, "Oh no, is that going to be terrible?" And then when I actually heard it, I was like, "Oh, oh, that's that's all right, actually." And Aaron Taylor Johnson Wood, Aaron Taylor Johnson Wood, it is now, I think, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Aaron Taylor Johnson Wood's accent in it is that's quite a good. Funny name, Sorry. <laughs> it is, isn't it? um, <laughs> It's too many syllables involved. It, 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 it's it's too many. Also, you've a penis as well. Mm. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes, Anthony Taylor has Johnson's wood. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's, but yeah, it's it, it looks intriguing. Um, it, it looks like the traditional um, Scottish you're telling the English off and out we bastards, uh, and there'll be a big speech amongst loads of people that uh, Scottish people shout drunk in pubs for years to come.
2: Yeah,
0: I'm kind of fine with it. I'm not. I'm not keen for it. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I, I'm not a fan of historical films like that. Uh... No. but I'm a fan of the best Chris Um He's I am not the best Chris and I am a fan of David McKenzie so
2: yeah I mean it looks fine I'll give it a watch when it when it lands but it, I wouldn't go to the cinema to watch it
0: I would but
2: then I still haven't seen Brave, Braveheart you don't need no I think I tried to watch it and then a horse died and I got very sad and wouldn't watch the rest of it that's
0: a
1: fair comment yeah. Ian what did you think yeah I'm up for it um, it's one which I am—I'm um, I, I, slightly reserving judgment, but I, I hope it's more interesting than the trailer actually kind of makes it out to be. And like the, the start of the trailer, I was kind of into it, but by the end, it's like, okay, so it's going to be the Scottish taking down the English. Then uh, fine, but David Mackenzie. Yeah. It's interesting that Netflix actually like like took a took a good chance on this and after a couple of years of Netflix only release shite and the occasional piece of interest crap that you've had out of a lot of I don't know, The Guardian and film Twitter basically it kind of seems like this and another one we're going to talk about are heralding a bit of a movement, and I, and I hope the film's quality does actually give that justice. Um, it, what is it? It's October, this is, isn't it? Or is it November? Late September. No, hang on. Hold the Dark's late September, innit? Yes, it is actually
0: right. Yeah, it is. It's October. It's not too far off the heels of it, though, is it? I think mm. it's only like a few
1: weeks. This this feels like one that may be lff and are yeah. uh, fucking! If net if Netflix want to put their bloody films in the online screener library for LFF, that would be just fine.
0: <laughs> I can't see them doing that.
1: <laughs> well, you know, you never know. They want the coverage and shit. Who's to say? Who's to say? I can't believe I fucking go into LFF again. And I think, dude, that a monkey's going to be on my fucking badge. I, nice. I, I'm very proud of that. I think <laughs> I put it. I put them down as my company.
0: I'm I, I probably unnaturally proud of that. <laughs> so am I. Like because, it's just like not, I, I people will look at it and go, "What is that?"
1: <laughs> like I'm. I'm just gonna fucking. I'm gonna wear my Laura Dern "Girls on Top" t-shirt that arrived today. With um with dude and a monkey on my lanyard, I'm just going to make some people's heads explode.
0: Yeah, I, I, in my brain, as it, kind of like an almost a visual gag. Um, in my brain, keeps playing it, that is if I did go to LFF, and did get in and be and Ian turned up. That everybody else, like their the theme tune that they'd have as they walked in to LFF, would be something like either synthy or something like fucking just worthy or anything like that. And ours would be something like fucking thrift shot by Macomber, <laughs> oh. a and we'd walk into that just like, just boulder in and go right. What are we gonna watch? And I know how shit face can we get?
2: Yeah, <laughs> you're you gonna say I Tiger
0: then? <laughs> it will be. It'll be that. Uh, it literally would be something like that. <laughs> <laughs> is that? Right. A, Sorry,
2: when
1: is that? When is that? October, I think. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> um it, it, like just a slight very slight tangent and I know we're going long but fuck it is that all right that's fine me, mate. thank you um it was weird because I thought I wasn't going to get in this year because the last few years it's basically been that for like returning people they just give you an accreditation reference you put that in it's like right okay pay your fucking money and give us your photo and you're in this year it was like okay what dates can you be in London um like uh, a, a website of where your work is, which they usually do. But it was like, right, someone will actually look at this and be in touch within 48 hours. It was like, shit. So they're going to see, right. So the fuck, what the fuck is dude and a monkey? <laughs> like, like, and, it, like, and just go, no, of course not. <laughs> um, but I think what helps and bless Ivan o- o- over at Vodzilla, like, I think what helps is the fact that that man does occasionally give me writing gigs, um, and it's it, it, like that's not a bitchy thing. Like I'm not, I'm not nearly as good as. Any. He's got a really, really good writing staff, and I am the who wants to review Escape Plan two or films playing at Fright Fest. Ian, yeah, <laughs> why not? Um, sure. Uh, that that's me, um, and, and that and that's all good. I I am I know my role, and I am perfectly happy with it. But because of that, and that I could put, well, I've actually written some shit this year. I think that got me in. <laughs> yes, but it essentially means that I don't think I'm actually obligated to write for any anyone else. And like I, Ivan, I haven't actually said I'm going to review anything for him. Um, if Vodzilla's actually on my name badge, maybe I should, or certainly I should, but otherwise, there's going to be a lot of fucking coverage on Dude and, a, Dude and a Monkey this year. I'm only actually physically going to the festival for two days, but I've got some online screener shit I'm going to watch. I'm going to watch some motherfucking Hungarian films about sheepherders.
0: I fucking love a Hungarian film about a sheepherder.
1: Can't wait, and, you're, and I'm going to write about them.
0: Nice! Um... Uh, Hold the dark. That's a fucking trailer, isn't it?
1: Let's fucking do it. Let's do it. This looks like The Gray, but it's Jeffrey Wright and not with wolves. Well, kind of with wolves, maybe. Yeah.
0: It's but there's there's fucking as, as Jeremy Saulnier does does very well. There's shit going on. There's other Whoa. shit going on. Whoa. That man likes likes a dark movie, and I I I adore the reasoning for why he did Green Room. After Blue Ruin.
2: Go on.
0: But he was asked why, you know, why do this movie after after Blue Ruin? And his response was because they allowed me freedom to make a movie, and there is no way I would be allowed to make this movie later on in my career.
2: Regarding which one?
1: Fair fucking green, green. room.
0: Green, green. green room. Because he said he said he said I, you know, yeah. said, with the movie I'm hoping to make and the, the path I'm hoping my career's going to go on, there's no way in 10 years' time I'm going to be able to make this movie. I want to make it now. And to have the kind of the balls to basically say, you know, hopefully I'm going to be too big to make this type of movie in the future, and B, to go... The other point he was making is that he doesn't feel that in 10 years' time he will have the mentality to make a, a movie that angry again.
2: Blue Ruin's a pretty angry movie as well, isn't it? I and Green remember. Room's a
0: very angry movie. Yeah,
2: Green Room's Oh, Green Room's fantastic.
0: horrible, but an, an absolutely magnificent film. But this, this looks like a very... dirty watching it
2: does, but, Green Room. But
0: um, All the Dark looks like... It, it looks like the it has all the the verve and panache and the style of, of those movies, mm. but with a more... A bit more slick. Not a bit more slick, but a more... Somebody who's growing as a filmmaker. Yeah. And I don't mean that in a wanky... Where I mean, no, like, no, I see what you mean. It is somebody who is who is going. Look, I've done this. I've done this, but look at this. And it's somebody who is getting just getting fucking better. But
1: I mean, yeah. it, 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 it's Jeff- It's interesting though because it's like what what happened with Peter Jackson, where he's kind of said a few times that he'd like to go back and make a low budget kind of like down and dirty, gory film, and it's just like. They wouldn't, you'd imagine they wouldn't allow him to. Now it's like he's making it it, like I think he maybe co wrote or at least produced the Mortal Engines. He's done this World War One documentary that's playing at LFF, and it's like he's too Peter Jackson now to ever be Peter Jackson then again. Uh,
0: He's he's stuck in this weird kind of of limbo of. (laughs) He doesn't really know what to do because he can't go back to making the movies he was making before Lord of the Rings. Why can't he? Because
2: have some integrity and just do what you do want.
0: But the weird thing is, as as an oddity, I don't think a studio will give Peter Jackson seventy million to make a passion project, or even thirty million to make a passion project.
2: I don't know. He, he promises him a big-budget
0: blockbuster they'll let him do what he wants. He, he, he do not want to do the big-budget big blockbuster. And he, he, I, I think he's... he's What is it, the past six movies? Six of his past what, eight movies mm. have been in the Lord of the Rings universe. So... It, does does he have it to get
2: out of there? Yeah, did you see that thing about... It was a few weeks ago now. Did you see that thing about Topher Grace apparently makes supercuts of movies where he, like, really massively condenses them and he did The Hobbit?
1: Yeah, yeah, no, he fucking... He, like He's done, like, recuts of, like, um Star, Star Wars shit as well. Like, he, he, he finds yeah. it therapeutic. Yeah, that,
2: he does it as a hobby and then a, you can't it, get should... him anywhere, but he's done a supercut of The Hobbit where it's actually, like the length it should be, which is one movie instead of three fucking sprawling, bloated pieces of shit. He's done it as one movie. Apparently it's really good.
0: He's an interesting guy. So yeah, he this. is. He's yeah. a really interesting guy. he took talk- up
2: editing as a, yeah, as a way to relax, didn't he? When he was doing some kind of role that was really getting to him, he, t- he took up editing.
1: I wouldn't be surprised if it was Black Landsman. <laughs> up-
2: no, because I think he did one. No, it might have been, actually. Yeah, it might have been
1: like I like he's been very vocal on how difficult he found that I can imagine him ne- needing to do some serious like silly shit to fucking, yeah. like to, to, to get away we'll talk more about that next week but to get away from that yeah mm.
0: uh any any other uh trailers that we've watched this week
1: um Another one for the Happy Time Murders. I don't care. I'm really looking forward to it. Or maybe we talked about that last week, but I'm just going to say I'm really looking forward to that film. Uh, what, what was quite amusing was... Yeah, it was the, a bit
2: weird. We both had was, a bit of a moment, didn't
1: we? Yeah, there was a trailer for uh,
0: the Happy...
2: Happy Time Murders. Happy
0: Time Murders. I'll keep getting that wrong. Um, before the Meg. But it, it, it wasn't the Red band. But there was still quite a few moments, wasn't there, yeah, where... do You
2: have to point out why this was a bit troubling.
0: Because here we were there with Isabel, which that's not actually that troubling.
2: I wouldn't want to see in that fucking Red Band trailer.
0: Uh, she's seen a lot worse. She's been watching Archer, Becky.
2: Yeah, but there's not puppets jizzing all over their office.
0: No, but they're... I would say Archer's pretty bad, bad. Um, And <laughs> <laughs> But behind us, there was a... Lord there's a, a couple kids, uh, that had like kids from the ages of what five to about nine? Yeah. Hang on, what
1: what fucking Oh yeah, the makes the twelve A it? Yeah, alright, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: But yeah, Happy Time Murders trailer.
0: Yeah.
1: Sure there was another
2: trailer that showed when we were at the cinema that we hadn't seen before. I can't remember what it was. Can't remember. Ah oh, fuck.
0: But anyway, so trailers. Well we want our first feature movie
1: then. We're
0: gonna be
1: here a while, aren't we? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um. How you doing? I'm the uh, Lyft driver that you called to take home your girlfriend. Not a girlfriend, man. Oh, credit card was invalid. Come in. There you go. Hmm. Pay
3: yourself whatever, and uh, give yourself a nice tip. Thank you. You're not gonna ask me if she got home, okay? <laughs> This is the point where usually I'd uh,
2: give you a chance to do the right thing, but not tonight. Tonight, I'm going to need your
3: cameras, cell phones,
1: anything you might have used to record what you did to her.
3: You knocked on the wrong door tonight, pops.
0: The Equaliser 2, a sequel that nobody asked for, but everybody wanted. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, I think this is the first time Denzel's ever done a sequel, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, true that. Um, Detected by Anton uh, Fuqua, um, starring Denzel Washington, returning as uh, ex-CIA, sorry, DIA, uh, agent Robert M- McCall, uh, also stars Pedro Pascal. That's who it was. Couldn't fucking remember his name all the way through it. Um, also has uh, Melissa Leo okay. and Bill Pullman in it. Um, doesn't pick up exactly where the last one left off. It kind of... We did, did We, give we, them a few years, we didn't it? rewatch the last one. And what I would say is, I think you could possibly watch this in isolation. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you could, I think mm-hmm. you could possibly get away with it, but it makes more sense if you're watching it for that. Yeah, um, I think
2: you wouldn't necessarily understand
0: these. No, his whole thing with the watch and everything like that. So, uh, Denzel Washington now works as mm-hmm. a Lyft driver, which it, I think that is a real company, Lift Lyft it? is real, Lyft yeah. is a real company, yeah, brilliant. Uh, because I was looking at it going, so if he's an Uber driver, why haven't he got a fucking Uber thing on the side?
1: It's their it's the, like, more enlightened competitor in the US the less rapey one yeah. is it uh, they, they, right, they, they, yeah like Uber it, likes to rape it, uh, they, I, just, I, I would it, like to just say that's not a real comment
0: yeah Lyft just like to shit their dicks at things um, <laughs> so yeah they'll just rub themselves discreetly it, 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 it's, it's not a full massage <laughs> it's jerking off into a ficus
1: Lyft <laughs> <laughs> um, wait until you're out of the car before they start wanking
2: yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And just smelling the seeds.
2: Ew.
0: <laughs> that LFF accreditation's not coming my way quickly. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to write some shit for a legit website. Put <laughs> that shit nowhere. <laughs>
2: they will not let you?
0: Nope. No, they no, will no, no, no.
2: Too sweary.
1: No. It's so, all oh, about part.
0: You know,
2: it's tangenting. Tangent. It, in in
1: <laughs> fairness, I rated a fucking film based on how it paired with an IPA and it got published on that fucking website, so... <laughs> Uh, that's sorry i don't mean that fucking website in a bad way like ivan's the best sorry go on
0: um yes so but he also at the same time um he is also doing little submissions isn't he yeah um yeah. and then uh, he's using a yeah he's using melissa leo's character uh who he used to work with at the dia um To get information to help him do these little missions. She's also supposed to be retired, but as these people who work in these industries are never really retired, are they? Um, She is sent to Belgium to investigate a murder of one of their. Brussels,
1: Belgium, just to make clear. Brussels, Belgium. Brussels, Belgium.
0: the uh, a murder or suicide as it would appear, uh, of one of their agents.
2: Murder suicide.
0: And she, she mm. feels that it's not quite all what it seems, and then she winds up and we are all spoilers all the time, guys, dead. And that seems fucking brutal. Denzel it is, is not really happy really about gross.
2: it. You are right. You are Ian.
0: Yeah, it's really gross, I was just agreeing, sorry. Yeah. Denzel is not happy about it, is he? So is not. um, I'm going on you first, Bex. Bex, what did you think of the Equalizer Two?
2: It's a bit of a weird one, isn't it? Because I remember when when they when they said they were doing a sequel, for it, I was a bit like, where do they where do they take that? Because obviously the first one's all about him. Um, he's just trying to kind of live a normal life, isn't he? And then he gets sort of sucked back in by. Well, it, it,
0: it, it, it's it's almost like it's it's a reboot, but it's not a reboot because it's a it, it's it's
2: a. Well, it's feeding very much it's what happens in yeah. the first. But it's like, you don't have to do any of that backstory shit with this one. You can just get straight into him being a bit of a badass. No,
0: I mean, I mean the first one's like a reboot, but it's, uh, like, it's a reboot, but as he would be
2: now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's... Yeah, so this one, you don't you don't have to kind of go through that emotional why am I, where I am kind of stuff. He just is there. And he's still, like, like you say, living his normal life, but doing these these bits on the side. And um, obviously you've got the the young kid that lives in his... Building that yeah. he sort of mentors in the same way that he does the young kid that works with him in the first one. Chloe Grace Moretz. No, 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 no. The boy that works him, with him as as uh, was he's trying to become a security guard. Oh god! Yeah. And he gets He, him d- to do d- he definitely
1: doesn't work with Chloe Grace Moretz in the first one.
2: No. Oh, Grace Moretz is a uh, a prostitute, Mark. I don't think Denzel works as a prostitute. Yeah,
3: but I, well, I clearly
0: don't remember the first one that well. So carry on.
2: <laughs> um, that's
0: problematic. Was she a prostitute in the first? Straight out.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. She was like, oh yeah. It's, the whole thing starts because a pimp beats him up, beats her up.
0: Yeah, carry on. Carry on with, with what is it?
2: So anyway, so you've got that kind of you've got that mirroring of the mentor mentory relationship there, and that's that's very very nice, and. I'm, you know it's it's a bit of a distraction but it also shows that you know he is fully embracing this the normal e- e- side of his life but then he just goes off and does this crazy shit in the background um and I think it's it's a little bit it feels a little bit messy as you're going through because there is quite a lot of different bits going on they do eventually all pull together but it does feel a little bit like you're jumping from one scenario to the other.
3: Yeah.
2: Um. But you know, I said to you when we when when you get to that sort of evacuated town, from that point onwards, the badassery is just palpable, isn't it? It's just it's just all fucking badass. It's some good shit. <laughs> There's some good kills. I love a good kill. You do love a good kill. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Um, um, and yeah. go. On. Oh, but yeah, I feel like overall, I, I, by the time you get to the end, it's really, it's really well rounded. It's really good. It's a really good action movie, and I think it's. I mean, I don't want to be disrespectful to Denzel Washington, but you're getting more, more, and more of these films with sort of your more mature actors mm. doing these kind of badass roles. Like, I mean, like Mission Impossible, which is you know the greatest movie of the year so far. It's it's good to see them because. Seeing some scrawny little fashionable millennial twat kicking someone's ass—it's not. I don't know. Maybe because when I'm getting older, I like to see like older people doing stuff.
0: At you mean the you mean when they tried, <laughs> mean when they tried to make Taylor Lautner into an action star, and you went, "Oh, fuck off!"
2: Taylor Lautner's got no fucking personality. Well, he's got it. no
0: personality. That's why it didn't work. But no. that abduction film was terrible. Um, Ian, what did you think of the Equalizer two?
1: Um well I mean I'm 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 glad I'm glad you enjoyed it, Bex. Um and we'll we'll see what Mark thought. But I I don't know, I just thought it was a bit shit. Like I mean not not awful, like maybe maybe even touching cloth, but it just to give my foot rating away, but it just it takes itself very very seriously, and there are moments where it kind of feels like it's trying to be something more than what it seems to be um but i it it was too long and took and like I say took itself too much too seriously and for me to have enough fun with it, there were certainly moments um but I just remember the first as being this kind of like grisly, nasty, weird, just moral vengeance tale, which this one, it it ties itself in knots uh, with this like conspiracy at the start. And it's just like, can we, I mean, it's, it's gotta be what, like two thirds through before it's like, Revealed that Pedro Pascal was the bad guy, and then you've got that great scene of him with the, um, like, telling oh. the guys like, "My only regret is I only get to kill you once." And then that fucking weird bit, but uh, which I like. But then it's that weird bit where it's then like, "Oh, you," uh, he said, "You could drive me to the station," and he's picking <laughs> up his kid. I love that bit where he does like the finger guns eye. Yeah, well. yeah, but I mean, it's like. <laughs> That's that. It feels weird that it's the good guy doing that. No, well, I, I, I think it's it's him putting himself in a position
0: where they can't follow him and kill him. Oh. He's there. I don't think he's going to threaten to kill his kids.
1: No, basically. no. But like any other film, right? You take it. Okay. So when I when I started A level English, we we the weird example here, but. We read. Uh, we were read a passage of uh, enduring love by Ian McEwan, and we asked. We were asked, like, right, what what was happening in that scene? And it was like, well, it's uh, like basically two lovers having a quarrel. And then we actually read enduring love in um, uh, as, as part of the course, and in that, it's it, that scene is in there, and it's this a. Uh, 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 stalker guy talking to the guy he's stalking. Ah. And, and and so it was kind of like the whole kind of like how and that always stuck in my mind of how like it, that. yeah yeah and it's like you I watched that scene and there was like that came to mind. It's just like cognitive dissonance of this doesn't feel right. And it's kind of interesting that they did it But it feels like, were they doing this on purpose? Because I don't, surely they weren't, because he is the moral guardian of this film. So for him to then suddenly be doing things that would usually be what a bad guy is doing in other films feels a bit weird considering how black and white the morality in this film is.
2: I don't know though, because I think that scene there, because obviously they they are good guys that, become bad guys they they were still part of his team part of the world that he was in when he was in that world and within that scene is that is that the bit where it says about we kill people yeah but we kill bad guys how do we know they were the bad guys there were names on a piece of paper and I think that's supposed to I think that is kind of trying to get across the message that Guys, people within that world are not necessarily good guys or bad guys. Yeah, it, it, it,
0: explores, it, it explores that that who's to decide his morality.
2: I think I think it's trying to set set up a bit of moral ambiguity within yeah. that scene.
0: Yeah. Um, right. Um, I, I think I enjoyed it the most out of everybody.
1: <laughs> however, but of course you did. <laughs> however, what I will say is...
2: Are you sure, Matt? Because he wasn't a broken man in this one, and that's your thing. He
0: was a broken no, he, man. No, he's still broken this. Oh,
2: he's, he's a bit better, though, isn't he? No, he's he? not. He's, he's,
0: he's, is, he's, he's more broken. <laughs> um,
2: <laughs>
0: no, what I will say is Ian is absolutely right. It's too long.
2: It is too it's long. It's too long. Yeah.
0: Um, but also as well, he's right in how confused it is, because it does seem... I said that too. And you said that too, yes. It does seem like they've gone... Right. So, is he trying to get vengeance for his uh, the person he worked with, Mr. Leo's character, or is he trying to uh, get his friend back? That what is it? Which one do we go down? Wait a minute. Let's have both. And it it it, it kind his of friend back. yeah, his friend, his little friend, Miles. Oh. His little friend.
2: Oh, all right. Okay.
0: Yeah. Um, oh yeah, sorry. And so it's like the golf, let's let's do.
2: <laughs> just to clarify, in Mark just did a bit of thing when he said his little friend Miles, where he put his hands about a foot apart <laughs> to like show his height. i don't no, think that, it was that yeah.
1: little. Okay, that was a bit weird, Mark.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Miles is a munchkin.
1: So anyway,
0: <laughs> so there's the, two of them, and it's too much, and we don't need to see Miles painting that much.
2: Oh, but he was good at the painting. He's just painted a fucking wall. Yeah, but he's doing that nice instead of being out on the corner. But he still goes to the fucking corner. No, but then he goes and gets him. Oh, that looks good as well.
0: I will say that that bit, that bit, the scene where he goes and gets him, and then he's in the stairwell. Whereas, where I will say, though, I have watched it by the stairwell, and I'm going, surely they'd have come downstairs by now. Surely they'd have come downstairs by yeah, now. You'd have but to then me. again, but, they still uh... have the of but but then again, they almost do sort of block that. And caveat, you when the guy as as Denzel and, and Miles, little Miles have left, hmm. uh, <laughs> where one of the guys turns around, to the other one, and in a quite <laughs> terrified voice goes, "Who the hell was that?" Yeah, I like, like that. they've all like one of them has gone. We need to go and get him. They've all gone. I don't think so. Hmm. Wow. I just don't think I so. Think it. I said, we just. I said, we just say no. But that scene in that stairwell, you're watching it going, oh, fucking hell, Denzel. Yeah. That's Denzel. Oh, he's he's got that, that ability to go from being cuddly kind of father figure Denzel to reminding you that he was in fucking training day Denzel. Mm. That to make you just go, do you know what? This has no place in this movie at all. Like you were saying, Ian, this, this moment and this scene belongs in a far way to you. And a far more worthy Denzel movie than the Equalizer 2. And, which for a start off is called the Equalizer Two, not the Equalizer something else. Doesn't happen a lot in modern sequels, that. that. Um But it's still a fucking great fucking scene.
2: Can I just point out about that scene as well, right? You know, you know how much of a sucker I am for stylish shit that's done
0: with guns. Yeah.
2: That bit where he crosses his fucking hands over with both guns, I love that.
0: Yeah, it is. It, I love that. it just you look at it and you go.
2: Oh, and do you know what also sorry I keep interrupting, but you do. do you know what else was a really good bit?
0: What? You
2: know when they go after a You're just maybe
0: good bits
2: now. <laughs> when they go after a husband. Yeah. And he and he's like creeping around and you're thinking, oh shit, he must be there, he must be there, and then yeah. he's not there, and then all of a sudden he's just fucking there. I
0: like that as well. Yeah, but so I, Sorry, I, I'll shut up. Now.
1: I do think that the The, the, the thing is Don't ever feel like you have to say, alright, I'll shut up now, Beck. Sorry. <laughs> just <laughs> oh, you
0: don't.
1: Know, um it's a weird insight into your relationship. Oh, fucking, I wish. Oh, yeah, but he didn't interrupt me when I was
2: saying what I thought. Um,
0: but the bit that you liked best is the bit where it, no, the the, 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 the ending. Oh. Like the, what is it? The badassery. Yeah, was the bit where it started to, where I went, do you know what? I'm enjoying this, but it also feels like it's out of a different movie. It feels a little bit. Yeah, it, it does. It doesn't feel in step with, with the movie that I've been watching. Um,
2: But I don't know, because he's he's obviously, he's he's saved doing all this dangerous shooting shit for when they're in an isolated situation, Mm. and no one else can get hurt, Mm. so it does kind of feed into his whole, he only wants to hurt the bad people.
0: That's fine, I'm fine, I don't mean that, I mean, it it, it goes a bit crazy and a bit bombastic uh, for that, but I... I, I do enjoy seeing Denzel just... I, I really like the, the bit where he's, he's doing his process and working out what's happened at the um, at the dinner scene. That was a, a nice stylistic, stylistic bit from him. When the camera's
1: uh, swirling round and then he's yeah. like there with them. Yeah, that was good.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I thought, I thought that, was, that was pretty cool. Um, it, we didn't need the sub-story with the old man and, the, and his sister that
1: felt weird I didn't get what was happening there because I thought it was that he was trying to prove that his sister did the painting yeah and it was like so he was like it was basically like there was money on the table that he wasn't getting but then at the end it was like oh he was trying to find the sister was he?
0: yeah I was a bit like that with that I was a bit like do you know what that has added no richness to this story at all. Sorry, sorry, I, about
2: the painting, I dipped out for a second. Yeah,
0: I, I couldn't give a shit about the, the 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 painting
1: guy.
2: Oh no, but it was. It was... But the, <laughs> it
1: was. It place in the movie. That that was like ten minutes that could have been cut out. That really, really could have helped the film not be 121 minutes. Yeah.
0: But let, let's get to the, to to the, to the big bit: the Melissa Leo being just ultimately fucking badass and beating the shit out of two guys. And only really getting taken down because they've surprised us lately.
2: Well no, because they don't really take her down, do they? No, they
1: don't. No, they don't. Actually. She drives
2: them too fuckers. Yeah. And then it's him comes and stabs her under the ribs. I yeah. just
1: I just love this fucking screaming. Like the like she proper goes for it at one point. <laughs> it's like, come on, Melissa, Leo. And it, it is
0: it is a little bit like because when she first the first smash the what is it and throws across the what is it, and she stood going, No, 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 and everything like that. And you're looking at her going, She's just fooling them. She's about to go fucking. She, she knows in that room, I am the most in control of this situation in this room. Out, out of this, I can take these guys down. The
2: thing is she knew someone was up though. She knew someone was up in the elevator. Yeah. So why did she not like, stay in the elevator and go back down or whatever?
0: Because I think just there's maybe just a sense of those type of people think that every situation's a little bit off. Also, and there's there's a, there's a sense of in the same sense as Denzel Washington's character, it, it is the type of person where he looks at it in, in every room. He knows that he is the, that yeah. he's got everything under control. That's the level of confidence and the level of bravado these people have to have to do the jobs they do.
2: That was horrible when he killed her.
0: Any stuff I didn't like that no I, I, I didn't because it was but what also what, what was odd was the fact that she was in the first trailer and then not in any of the other fucking trailers and I was actually thinking I, I suppose been cut out of this <laughs> yeah yeah that, that last trailer that came out and she was just
1: not in it all. Yeah, uh, it
2: was it like
1: odd it seems like a different film but yeah but I, I want to know where I just want to say I want to know where Bill Pullman got dropped off
3: yeah <laughs> that was really
2: bothering me Wait, wait, he just fucking disappeared
1: out of the car. Yeah. Like literally, Denzel Washington is driving to his old house, and he's <laughs> and like he's having that conversation with Pedro Pascal, and it's like, hang on, is Bill Pullman listening to this? <laughs>
0: Bill, uh, Bill
1: Pullman's still sat in the back of Denzel
0: Washington. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going just. Oh, uh, uh, Bob,
1: Bob, can I? Get out now! <laughs> uh, just a couple of things from me. Go on. I know this is really pernickety, but I hate it when films fuck their internal logic like this. Pedro Pascal, he's in on it. He's yeah. obviously in on it when Melissa Leo, Melissa Leo steps out of the lift and those two guys and those two guys are in, on that floor as well. He says a line, something like... Uh, I
2: guess I'm going back
0: out then. Or I, I yeah, I
1: guess I'm going back out. The, yeah, Exactly. Well, but yeah. if he knows she's gonna be killed, why would he say that?
0: That's a good point, actually, yeah. Do you know what? That's not benicity. That is that is a good point.
1: It 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 just like I I hate it when films do stuff like that, where it's just like I because you could see it as as being pernickety, but at the same time it's like, No, 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 no. You don't need to have that line in there. That character would actually not say something like that. And it does, I don't know, there's there's a, a slight sloppiness to this film. With Is not
2: the elevator with him at that point? No. No,
1: as well. She's, yeah, no, no Like, literally, yeah. Steps I, cause I, I, she's I, talking about, like, get those chocolates or something, isn't yeah. she?
0: Yeah. yeah. I, I, I can see your point on that one, that's a fair enough one. I mean,
1: you know, either have him not say anything at all, or just say, well, fuck that, because you're going to be dead in a minute, and then just give the whole game away, you know, like one oh. or the other. So for him to
0: say, well, I suppose I'm going back out again, then are I, not. <laughs> and then just giggle with himself. Or just say it to her.
2: I think that would have removed a lot of gravity from the character.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know, but...
2: <laughs> I, I yeah, I don't know. Or even say to her, yeah, like you say, if you'd said it to her, I guess I'm going back out then. But she'd already got out,
1: hasn't she? Yeah, yep. she'd walked off, yeah. Yeah, it mm. was it was just a line after. Um and I've got to say as well, like Pedro Pascal I kinda of want him it's the the second film I've seen him in a row now where it's turned out he's the secret he's a secret bad guy, and I kinda of want it to stop. Is, is that
0: because, he, because he, he has a secret bad guy face?
1: That's the thing. He kind of does. And it, it's just, I mean, I was kind of, I was pleasantly surprised that they gave the game away that early on in the film. Cause yeah. it still felt like there was a good chunk of time left. Um, But yeah, I don't know. It just, this guy, cause he, I think he got like big in Narcos, didn't he?
0: Yeah, he did. Yeah.
1: Um, Was he a secret bad guy in that as well? No, I, I don't think so. Was he not? Okay, it just was he in Thrones. No, that's right. He was the something viper. I think you. Were. Nah, he was brilliant. Fuck, he was really good in Game of Thrones. He was brilliant, and he got fucking like decimated. Like his, like his, his death's like tragic, but actually really funny as well.
2: I know we know we're, we're all spoilers all the time, but I've just started watching Game of Thrones. So shh.
1: <laughs> okay, well, yeah, no, he dies. So enjoy. Ooh, he, um, sorry, he's also, he's also going
0: to be in the upcoming uh, Triple Frontier, the new next J uh, C See Shandor movie. Cool. That well, that sounds great. Written by Mark Bow. Right. Oh, yeah. 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 Listen to this cast. <laughs> Oscar Isaacs. Yeah. Pedro Pascal. Okay. Garrett Hedlund. Okay. Charlie Hunnan. Okay. I'm okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm 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 up for that. Yeah. Well, it was when five friends reunite to take down a South American drug lord, unleashing a chain of unintended consequences. Nice. I don't know
1: why, but I thought you were going to say South American bear. Bear. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Maybe the drug lord called the bear. They
1: reunite to take down a South American bear that killed their friend. I'd <laughs> yeah. watch that.
0: I watched I watch that if you refer it was
1: directed
0: by JC So, what, are, we, are we getting near the end of the Equalizer 2 then, I think?
1: Aren't we? I, oh. I also just want to say yeah. it didn't need to say Brussels, Bel, Brussels, Belgium every single fucking time it went back to Brussels. We know! We know <laughs> it's in Brussels! <laughs> you don't have to say it's Belgium every time!
0: They actually mentioned it several times in the movie. That it was Brussels, Belgium, as well.
1: Fuck me! <laughs> yeah,
0: I, I yeah, I still quite enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah,
1: um, our Paul touching cloth, by the way. Like it, it just like it was too. If fuck man, if it was if it was ninety minutes, I would have been more than okay with it.
0: Even if I'd say if it was at like 104 minutes, I'd have been fine with it. Sure, it's it, 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 it's beyond two hours, which is too long.
1: Oh, and uh, then also, sorry, one last thing. Sorry, no? the bit where he's in the panic room thing, and Pedro Pascal does the little fucking like smiley face thing. That character wouldn't do that. He'd just fucking shoot.
2: Well, no, because he thinks he's Denzel, doesn't he? So he yeah,
1: he's... but why would he do that though? It's like he knows Denzel's a threat. Just fucking shoot him. He, he he does go
0: from being, he does go to being very villainous very quickly. But he goes from being he's 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 a bad guy, but he he almost he knows he's on the wrong side, but he's he, he's calculated his call with it to being villainous bad guy, draws, what is it, shoots police as he goes in there, and, you know, he's just reveling in being the bad guy very quickly.
2: To be fair, though, he does that after Denzel kind of lords over the fact that he can't do anything to him, and he's hugging his kid and picking it up and goes off into the car. That's when he goes villainous
0: bad guy. Yeah, but still. Uh, what were you on it, Bex? Definitely not shit. Definitely not shit. Well, I'm definitely not shit as well. Our audience is definitely not shit 25% touching cloth 25% and shit 50%
3: listen mum I've got guests over can I call you a bit later Bill Bill April congratulations wonderful wonderful news Ridiculously handsome. Too bad he's a wanker. We're going to be a family. Oh, wow. (laughs) I have never seen that happen before. It's not every day that one of us becomes a minister in your entirely useless opposition party. What is it, darling? I have an announcement. Oh. Very funny. It wasn't a joke. Uh-huh. I could kill you! You need to let the anger out. It's only natural. Shut up, Godfrey. Your cliches are unbearable. <laughs> I smell burning. Oh, it's the volevants. Oh, you think we should leave them alone for a minute? What for? Personal space. <laughs> Revenge. No, no, no. I believe in truth. Reconciliation. <gasps> What is it you doing in them?
1: Uh, walk can find us.
3: Oh, yeah.
1: We shared everything.
3: Everything? Everything. I'm disgusted. So much negative female energy. Oh, yeah. You could consider murder. Sorry, sorry. This is all coming up. <laughs> Our relationship is starting to look remarkable. Very kind of you to call.
1: It's just a little celebration. Ian, have you got any? What you've been watching? Um. Oh, that's yeah. I suppose that's a that's a point to be doing that in, isn't it? Um. To be. To we've, we've, uh, have you got any Bex? Um. No, I mean we
2: watched. Gone Girl we didn't
0: watch
1: the end we'll of, the watch out all of it we watch of so
0: I'll have to that next week
1: yeah because um, I've only got one uh, yeah, I've got one go on then. yeah so uh, obviously we'll talk about Black Klansman uh, next week so uh, only have one The Party uh, directed by uh, yes so uh, directed by Sally Potter uh, it's on Netflix now came out is it yeah fuck so this is what
0: I mean you see that's on Netflix I have no idea that, I have no idea that's on Netflix
1: It's on my algorithm, motherfucker. Not fucking mine, and I really want to see that. Um, that, Sorry. Well, no, seriously. I mean, like the the thing's seventy one minutes long. Like you could fucking polish that off, like whenever. Like literally, I watched this one train journey and treadmill, and I was done. You know, that's what you want. That's good. That's good. That that's good times. So. Uh, Came out in the cinema last, uh, I think, played NFF last year. I think it came out earlier this year in the cinema. So, um, and well worth, really well worth a watch, actually. Um, So basically, it's this dinner party being uh, hosted by Kristen Scott-Thomas, who has just found out she's been made the Minister for Health. And uh, her husband, Timothy Spall, who is obviously, from the start of the film, not quite right in some way um so dinner guests uh cherry jones and emily mortimer as a lesbian couple who uh have, like a, a ivf i think and uh mortimer is pregnant with triplets um killian murphy as a seemingly like cokehead well not seemingly he is a cokehead banker guy uh, whose wife is running late to the party? You get the sense he's kind of like a bit on the fringes of this group. Um, and uh, Patricia Clarkson and Bruno Ganz. Uh Patricia Clarkson is like Kristen Scott Thomas's best mate, and Bruno Gans is his life coach. She's been seeing. Um, I love that cast. It, it's great. It's they're all really good as well. Um, so yeah, 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 exactly. So basically, shit goes down. And I'm just going to leave it there. I I, I will say, <laughs> the trailer has Timothy Spall saying, "I have an announcement I would like to make." Yeah, and then it goes on from there. Um, it's kind of, it's quite twisty turny. Um, it's it's very much people being hypocritical and people being called out on it and a very middle class bitch fest <laughs> but it's also funny in spots there is a character who is a lot more sympathetic than you think they would be um and the ending that like the fuck it the last 10 seconds or so are fucking amazing and it, and like, I actually said on my letterbox thing that I thought it was a bit of a one watch but thinking about it I actually really 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 want to give it a rewatch based on that last ten seconds because that could actually really skew everything um so yeah really well acted really really well performed black and white cinematography which captures the weird how the fuck is Timothy Spall so thin now like (laughs) crevices of his face like so well Um, I mean the Emily Mortimer Cherry Jones bit is maybe not as interesting as the rest of it but it's only 71 minutes long so you really can't give it too much shit for that and Bruno Gans is just this weird, subtle bomb who just kind of like fucks shit up unintentionally at points in the film. Um, it's a really, really good time.
0: Well, I'm getting up to that this week. So I, I was—I actually very nearly went to see it at the cinema when it was out. Uh, I wish
1: didn't. I did. I really wish I did.
0: Yeah, and it was one of those where I kind of. I, I kind of remembered it existed, but kind of forgot at the same time in the sense that I remembered that I wanted to see it, but just forgot to, just seek, forgot it out.
1: to seek it out. Yeah.
2: I've added it to our Netflix
1: watchers, babe. I do really like it when I do that. Fuck oh, <laughs> like, off. Literally. I, I, I finished watching this on the treadmill, had a shower, then went to see Black Klansmen. Like that was a good few fucking hours.
0: That does sound like a solid few hours. Um, um, yeah, I'm actually looking forward to watching that this week actually now. Um, uh, well, I've got one. I've just been watching loads of Game of Thrones. You've
1: been watching Game of Thrones, haven't yeah. you? Um, no, You've Sorry, where are you going to,
2: Drogo's still alive.
1: Oh, so you're in season one?
2: But he's got an infection.
1: Oh, okay, so late season one. Yeah. Right, okay.
2: Uh, Drogo is uh, Jason Momoa, babe. He spends a lot of time with his shirt off. It's a nice time.
1: Yeah, no, I,
0: I, 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 don't everyone spend a lot of time with their shirts off in Game of Thrones?
2: Yeah, but with a lot of them, it's not as much of a nice time.
1: I think that depends mm-hmm. on which way you're looking at it from. Well, I don't know. Jason, My boy wear a shirtless, it's a pretty nice time. It's pretty nice, pretty fucking yeah. i to lie. I'm talking about some more like. shirts.
2: I'm digging his weird, like, warping eye makeup situation as well.
1: He
0: is, yeah. Yeah. He is, isn't he? He's a good-looking boy. Strong eye game going on, ain't I eh? Yeah, I've got a strong eye game. Um, yeah, so the one film I watched was one that uh, Becky didn't want to watch. <laughs> and one of those ones where I've suggested it millions, know, multiple right? times. What and every time. Think- t- Every time she's gone... Nah.
2: <laughs> it just... It, it looks a bit dry. It looks like a Thursday night movie and you'd always suggest it on like a fucking Friday or Saturday. It's not a Saturday night movie, Mark.
0: Well, I watched it. What the fuck what is, is it? it? I watched it on a Thursday late morning, early afternoon.
2: Well, that's fine. <laughs> what the uh,
0: fuck is it? <laughs> it's the Stephen Gargan movie Gold. <laughs> oh, all right then. And, uh, <laughs> now, the thing is about this film is... It's got Matthew McConaughey, Edgar Ramirez, Bryce Dallas Howard, Corey Stahl, Tony Kebble, Stacey Keach, Bruce Greenwood. You look at that and you're going, right, that's a hell of a cast. Um, it was slated at one point, be it's by Michael Mann, I believe. Gosh. Um, and uh, it's, it builds itself as like this hedonistic, um, almost like Wolf of Wall Street gold fucking scandal thing that took uh, Wall Street apart in the, the early 90s and that's really fucking interesting you know that that's a really interesting story and the stories that these are based on are kind of interesting and they, they add a lot of kind of stylistic sort of flair to it problem is it's just not that interesting a movie because what kind of happens uh, you've seen this haven't you Ian Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. what kind of happens is they it is that Matthew Connor's character um uh, he works from mine he, he's, he's family all a mine company um and his dad as helped build that company and then his dad dies and we flash forward um like 10 years and it's gone from being a you know, not a huge company, but a stable company to being one that's being run out of a bar and it's a bit of a fucking joke. And um, McConaughey has gone from being the, the sort of the bright young thing, you know, slightly riding on his father's coattails, but having a charisma with it, to being slightly overweight, balding, and basically an alcoholic who's a joke within the business. And then he has a dream of where this gold is. Uh, in Indonesia. So finds uh, Edgar Ramirez's character who has had a a big strike in in minerals where he's discovered copper, I think it was. So
2: just to clarify, it comes from in a dream?
0: Yeah. Um, And so he finds him and they go and they get his mine and nothing's happening, nothing's happening and then all of a sudden, fuck it, they find gold. Um, And we are all spoilers all the time, guys. I know we don't usually spoil stuff with... um, what we've been watching that much, uh, especially on newer movies. Um, but the whole film kind of ticks along of the pull and the push is people, it, it, people are trying to take it away from it's a joke and he's obsessed with it despite the fact that he should just take the money. And he's like, no, I won't get this. And it turns out it's all be bollocks. And it goes too quickly from that. And while you're watching it, you're going, right. Everything, all the drama that's been built up in this is nowhere near as dramatic as the film would like you to make you think it is. And the character does come across as a bit of an idiot. And they're all idiots. And it just, it ends up becoming what, on paper, should be a, a really interesting and fucking banging sort of like eight to nine out of ten movie to be the kind of, that was fine, it's Mm. fine kind of movie (laughs) I'm
2: really glad I
0: didn't watch it with you now it was just it was fine it
2: was fine
0: killed some time yeah all the characters in it fine no they're all they're all arseholes with the exception of Bryce Dice Howard's character who despite the fact that he never treats her like shit at any point or anything like that but he does underappreciate her a little bit uh, but she still fucking chews out Corey Stahl to a magnificent level. You know, in one really great scene. And I will say that I think that the, the, the only kind of shine light in the film is is Bryce Dallas Howard.
2: She's still has a stupid face.
0: She she has a very pretty face, and you leave her alone. Uh, so what, what do you do? You think of it, Ian?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's fine, and it, it, like you say, it's fine. It it, it it It's one of those ones where you kind of like, well, should this be getting Oscar attention? Then it doesn't. And with, yeah. unlike films like Hostiles, is a key example for me. Uh, just, and I, I, to be honest, I think that didn't get Oscar attention because it, it just didn't get picked up for distribution for fucking ages, and it just it was too late to mount the campaign. But um, with yeah. Gold, it was just like, yeah, it just doesn't deserve it.
0: Yeah, it's quite simply. Just not good enough.
1: Um, right. I mean, McConaughey—he does the kind of like the physical transformation shit, but it just—it's—I don't know. Like, I barely—I forgot Corey Stoll was in the fucking thing.
0: No, the McConaughey thing, no, he, he put on a lot of weight for it. Did he? Well, not—he puts on some weight for it. A lot of weight for Matthew McConaughey. He drank quite um, a lot
1: of beers and probably enjoyed that whiskey that he uh, supports quite a lot for a bit. Yeah.
0: And um, um, you, you know, and um, tries to keep his mouth shut on political views because he doesn't want to be <laughs> pointed at. Uh,
1: As actually, uh, in that the, the live Q and A thing after Black Klansman, it was really interesting. Spike Lee was very, very pointed in saying that by not saying anything political, you're making a political statement. Yeah. And that's, I think that's a really, really fucking interesting comment. Anyway. A interesting
0: guy, can Lee when he wants to be. Conspirely. Sorry, he can be a very interesting guy when he wants to
1: be lee. Oh, he was fucking brilliant. He also Clive Owen was in the audience, like just <laughs> like had just like seemed just like he paid for a ticket and went to the Q and A, and it was yeah. brilliant because they were talking about. Um, so, somebody asked him about uh, the uh, like the dolly shots that he does and like riding the dolly. And he was like, "Well, someone here is uh, is ridden the dolly." Actually, Clive Owens, and he called <laughs> him Clive Owens multiple times. And it's like, has Clive Owen just been uh, like been so gracious as to never correct Spike Lee that that's not his name? <laughs> but but would you be surprised if that was
0: the case?
1: <laughs> no, no, I wouldn't. I mean, like, fair play. Like, he Clive Owen was like dressed down as well. Like, he looked like he'd just been for a run. <laughs> it was fucking amazing right? and he just kind of he like stood up and like clapped at Spike Lee and then sat down didn't say anything it was like right you actually seem like a good dude anyway. I mean, yeah, yeah it probably is um, so yeah the, the
0: gold yeah it, it's not it's not one that anyone should rush to see you, you were quite well you, you, you were right Bex thanks yeah you were right um, I am usually right yeah you are alright study on <laughs> um
3: yeah?
0: Yeah. Yeah, because I think if we, if we wait any longer on the Meg, Ian might actually forget everything that's happened. <laughs> <How> <laughs> that, to be fair,
1: that's easily done. She's coming. No!
3: Oh boy. It was the largest shark that ever existed. I thought to have been extinct for two million years. Nothing's out there.
0: to find it and kill it. Why don't you just put a tracker on it? Do you guys ever watch Shark Week? <laughs> uh, so, The Meg, uh, directed by uh, John Tiltdown, starring uh, Jason Statham. I am still baffled by the fact that that's directed by that man. Um, mm. Jason Statham, uh, Lee Bingbing, which sounds like I've been offensive, but that's her name. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Ray Wilson, Ruby Rose, Cliff Curtis. Uh, I love seeing Cliff Curtis in stuff.
1: At one point in this film... Cliff Curtis does something eerily close to a moment in sunshine
0: he, he does I, the thing is do you know why I love seeing Cliff Curtis in movies a, because Cliff Curtis is great in movies but because it always reminds me of that scene where he's on the um, balcony with the thing through him in um, bringing out the dead oh yeah 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 yeah! fantastic scene with all the you'll love that scene in because there's fireworks going off in the background <laughs>
1: To be fair, that is that is an easy way to get me hard. I, <laughs> yeah. I have never been harder than when John Travolta was fucking like cradling Nancy Allen with the fireworks in him. I often yeah. ask Donna to reenact that shot.
0: <laughs> as, as, just, as, as, you get, as you get lots to hold sparklers behind you
1: <laughs> I, I, no I wasn't talking it, I, I was talking in a bedroom situation oh. <laughs> ok so, um,
0: Well, then, yeah. you, you definitely don't want lots holding sparklers behind you on that
1: one <laughs> after we're done I just say it's a good scream
0: <laughs> sorry uh, so, uh, so the Meg um <laughs> I'm not cutting that out. Anyway. <laughs> uh, Jason Statham plays Jonas Taylor, a magnificent name. The planet is called Jonas. He's and so then up. Taylor. Yeah. Uh, who is a rescue diver who, at the beginning, he is uh, rescuing some people from a nuclear submarine that is at the bottom of the uh, my trench, I believe, or is it just at the bottom of the ocean somewhere?
2: I think trench.
0: Yeah, it's it's at the bottom of a trench in the ocean. Um as he's rescuing people, it is the banana trench, you know, it is, the, it, it, He starts hearing things hitting the side of the hall. managed to rescue most of them, but some of the people who are helping him rescue it, it, these people uh, are still in there, and he has to seal off the hatch to, to get them, uh, and this consequently gets him fired, essentially, because one of the people says that he was suffering from uh, pressure the sickness. The
1: bends. The, is, is the
0: bend, Yeah. Um and so, yeah, so that happens. And then we fast forward a number of years, five years, I believe it is. And um, Wayne Wilson's mildly eccentric billionaire um, is uh, funding this underwater research. Mark, uh, this synopsis
1: is taking way too long, mate. It, it, yeah, I,
0: I, I feel like we should It's really the Meg. Take... All right, big fucking shark. Um
1: Ian, what did you think of the Meg? <laughs> Sorry, like, it just, it's the Meg. It's, <laughs> so it's Jason Statham and a shark.
2: But there's so much more to it than that.
1: But is there? No, no. <laughs> really. Exactly. Ian, the Meg. It, yeah, um, I was a bit disappointed by it, to be honest. Um, it's very 12A, where it needed to be 15 18. Um you know, especially towards the end in the third act, there is a scene with the Meg encountering a large group of people, and it doesn't really feel like all that much happens um uh, but, nice you know, shots, sorry,
2: there's some nice overhead shots
1: of that bit though oh there are some nice overhead shots, but it's all yeah, but I don't know like you want you want some crunchiness there's no crunch,
2: yeah. not
1: enough people die here the end, but no it's just like. If it just had a couple of people dying horribly versus maybe people dying horribly, but you don't really see it—that's all I'm after. Yeah, you know, like I don't know. It just it, it felt restrained. Um, I would have liked this to have been a bit more Piranha, but not Piranha free Double D. Yes,
0: I can. I can I, 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 yeah, I see what you mean on that one.
1: Um, yeah, I, it's. Uh, Statham's decent, you know, he gets to show off his fucking Olympic diving pedigree, uh, yep. which is a treat. Um, he doesn't punch the shark.
0: Which is disappointing.
1: I, yeah, I mean, that's the thing, it's like the film is stupid, but you want it to be so stupid that he punches a shark, and it never quite gets there. Um, even though then again, does have brain Wilson throwing explosives in the water to try and like... Yeah, yeah. I I don't know. It was I, I like I say, I was disappointed. It's
2: it feels a little bit like it's it's confused about whether it wants to be Jaws or Sharknado, and so it just kind of somewhere in the middle. Well, that been. It's not stupid enough, but it's too
0: stupid. Yeah, that that's it, it, it's at my my feelings are. Well, I, I enjoyed it, but it doesn't do what it says on the tin. And the tin being the the trailer, Yes yeah. There's there's a there's a lot less of shark tormenting beach, and a lot more of scientists tracking shark. Mm. And I, I I think that the movie that they were selling was shark Attacks beach, and the movie that they got was scientists track shark. And it almost feels a little bit. Corman-esque in that sense in the fact is we've got a cool poster, it's called the Meg we've got a hook which is a really big fucking shark, we've got a name everybody recognises and we've got a fucking cool trailer Mm -hmm. there we go, that is literally everything Roger Corman made a career out of and that's how he made movies and it was, do you know what, the actual movie is immaterial because once you've got them there they've already fucking paid to see it and so there is that. And although that's not exactly what this is, there is an awful lot of that. But I had fun with it. Mm. However, when when you make a movie and Ruby Rose is one of the most straight characters in it, yeah. then you're looking at going, what the fuck is going on?
2: Yeah. Yeah. The script was weird as well. There was some, there's some bits of the script and it's just like... Uh, it's really clunky and cheesy, or like, or just stupid. Like, the, the only example I can think of at the moment is there's a bit where she goes in the water, don't she? Ruby Rose. And she gets out, and someone asks her, What happened to your hair? Well, her hair's <laughs> wet. And he goes, And she goes, What happened to yours? And then that's, that's fucking it. Well, her hair, clearly, she's just been in the fucking water, so it's wet. And his hair's just his hair. And it's just, it's a really, like, it's one of those lines that makes you go, what were they getting at with that? I don't, but, I don't but, get it. And yeah. there's, there's too many cheesy Jason's jer- stay jer- 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 from smiles to camera.
0: But, but, no, there's never enough of that. <laughs> uh, but also as That's well, that, that guy who is uh, basically LL Cool J out of uh, Deep Blue Sea, sure, <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: um, that guy there is complaining saying, so well, why are we going on this? Why do we have to come out this? Why couldn't we have stayed on the thing? It's like, hang hey, on a minute, you're the Rover driver and the rover isn't there anymore. It's gone. Why the fuck did you go? Yeah.
1: It just seems like he just went just to make up the numbers. We should, should not They should have actually said that and then just be like, oh, shit, why am I here? And then just yeah. cut yeah. to the next which, scene.
0: Which would have been fine. Yeah. And, and,
1: but it it does did seem a little in this movie, bit...
2: movie, the line... Why did you you come Then you could have stayed on the station at FOMO, bitch? Would have been fine because the script was that bad. But it
0: it, does seem a little bit like they've gone, we've got a big shark and we've got Jason Statham. Do we need anything else? And the problem is... Yeah, you do. You kind of do a little bit. Yeah, Yeah, you do. You don't, but you do.
2: But it is, I mean, it is a fun watch and probably will watch it again. It's... (laughs) It's stupid enough that you could just like bang it on when
0: you're hung over on a Sunday morning and watch it. it. It it falls in that category of movies that I wouldn't turn it off
3: mm.
0: if I turned it on while I was hung over, but I wouldn't <laughs> put it on.
3: Yeah. If
0: I put on Sky Movies and it was on, on Sky Movies <laughs> Shark, whatever it's going to be for that. What is it? And it was on. I go fine, and I'd watch it, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't necessarily scroll past it on Netflix and go, ooh, Meg. Yes.
2: And was it just me, or was the size... I mean, I know there was two of them. There was, there was Mini Meg and Big Meg.
0: Mm.
3: But
2: was the size wildly inconsistent? Yes. It was, wasn't yes, it? Yes, it was. That's fine. It was. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it, it's... It, I think, uh, you say Ian, it, it is just a little bit disappointing.
2: Yeah, the trailer promised so much.
1: Yeah, I just, it's... What did you just say? Are you peeing? Maybe. (laughs) Uh, Motherfucker, did you... (laughs) I'm leaving, no, I'll leave it in. I'll leave it in, (laughs) you called me out on it. I was, you might have just heard a splash right at the end there, which where I unmuted the mic a little bit earlier than I was planning on.
3: (laughs) (laughs)
0: The thing is, with this movie, um, Jan de Bot was was, uh, was was rumoured to be directed at one point, and that feels more apt for this movie. But it's just, I don't know, I just...
1: Jason Statham doesn't punch the shark, and he should punch the shark. I mean, he stabs it in the eye. But he do not punch it. No, he doesn't punch it. You are right. And he doesn't tell it to fuck off or anything like that. Oh, you he see, that's that. the thing. If, 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 if Steve had, had what? just told the pu- the shark to fuck off, I think I would have been able to deal with it. That, that, uh, I wish you wrote them, Meg. Hello? Oh, can you
2: hear
1: me? Here you Yeah. Can you hear me? You disappear for a bit there, mate. Can you can hear you're me? Back. You're back in the room. I was being a bit too yeah. cavalier with my uh, drink guessing. Um... No, I mean like if 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 if, stay, I I wish you wrote the Meg, Mark, which was just just what I was saying there. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> but
2: there is some decent shots in it. Like that's what I mean, it's not it's not bad enough. It's really, like it's not it's not bad enough to be shit. There's some good stuff, like some of the shots of the shark are really good. The shot where the octopus gets hold of her thing and is fucking her, that's that's good. There's some good bits with Statham. them. It, it it has redeeming bits. Look,
0: just what like The fact that he's Jason Statham, I'm loving it. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Bex was just saying that she liked the fact. well, you've got
2: the. the scene where where he's just got out of the shower and they they just gratuitously own the fact that they're they're um they just they're using that they're getting that in there. She's drooling over him. Walking past the window, having another look. They and they actually comment on it. Yeah. Well, you should get dressed now. Yeah, yeah, I will.
3: <laughs>
1: yeah. Off you go then. You don't often get scenes of of people marveling over Jason Statham either. For like all the films he's in, like he has been a romantic lead in quite a lot of them, but it's never like the oh, you know, look at Statham. Which is a bit harsh because Jason Statham is a very, very good-looking man. Yeah, and, and I think you might have just picked up Donna saying no there. <laughs> he's
0: a very, he's, he's a very, he's a very fine physical specimen, though, isn't he?
1: He is a fine physical specimen. He was an ex Olympic diver, Don. Is he a nerd? Sorry. Is he a nerd? He a nerd?
3: Mm.
1: What, Jason Statham?
3: Yeah.
1: No, he's an ex Olympic oh. diver. Oh, that's why you're not interested in him. Okay, alright, that's fine. <laughs> uh, have we got that much else to say on the Meg then, uh, really? Because there's not an awful lot that goes on in it, is there? I, ge- I genuinely don't. It's like. It's a film where I. You know, I'm a week and five days away from it, and it's just like. I, I, I don't think I'll ever watch it again. I'd be stunned if I did.
0: I might watch it again, but it's not one that I'll be clamouring to watch again, is what I'll say.
1: Mm.
2: I wanted that Yorker to get eaten.
0: You wanted the dog to get eaten? Yeah. Yeah, that little bugger's surprised, doesn't he? Ugh. Yeah. He's swooped for an awfully long time, though.
2: Yeah. It would have died of exhaustion before I got out the boat. Stupid too lovely. I'm not a fan of Yorkies.
0: Oh, I gathered. Um, well, our... I think it's
2: because, just to, just to clarify, I'm not like just a Yorkie here. Man my, my and Randad had one when I was very young and he was mean. That's
1: cool. where it comes from. So so it? you you take an experience with one particular specimen of something and equate that to how they all are? Yeah. 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 Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> it's a bit like dog race, isn't
2: that? It, it yeah. is a little bit. Well, no, he was he was like probably mean though, and it was formative years. He used to bite. And they're just always assume
0: they're a bit snappy and Sally and mean yeah i sound like dog races <laughs> uh, so the mega poll uh definitely not shit 50 percent mm-hmm. touching cloth zero percent shoot 25 percent and geostorm 25 percent
1: yeah yeah i mean i i the thing is i don't i don't think it was shit per se I don't really think it was Geostorm either, but I, I, I think it was more than Touching Cloth, because I, I, my time with it was fine. You know, it, it, yeah. it was all right. It just, Jason Statham doesn't punch a shark.
0: Yeah, well, I'm I, I, I definitely not shit. Cause I don't think it's shit. I just don't think it's the film they, they advertised.
3: Mm.
2: No, no, it's. I would say definitely not shit. I enjoyed it enough while I was in it. Hmm. They're
1: definitely not shit. It feels like yes. it feels like the weakest consensus, definitely not shit that we've maybe ever had on the podcast, though. Yeah. It is, yeah. It's
0: it, 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 it it's a it's a film that's fun. Mm. Yeah. I think I think I think expectation kind of maybe is
3: taking an edge off it a little. Bit. Yeah, probably,
0: yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I expected more right, right more of a rip roaring fun rob. And what he got was a bit of a a steady ride.
1: Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah.
0: What was that?
3: The alpha. They went at him. He put it down. Whatever, whatever that challenge was, they offer put it down. How are we gonna deal with this? We kill them. One at a time. Tip the numbers. That's what they're doing to us.
0: So on to our retro review, which is of Joe Carnahan's *The Gray*, uh, which stars uh, Liam Neeson, Frank Grillo, Dermot Mulroney, Dallas Roberts. Is it? Yeah, I'm saying that name right? Yeah, yes. uh, it's also got Joe Anderson uh, and James Badge Dale for a, 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 a small amount of time. Um, so *The Gray*. Oh, so what is it? You've got. Liam Neeson's um, character works in Alaska who is, they work on an, on an oil refinery, I think it is, or an oil drilling plant.
1: Yeah. It's not a drilling plant, isn't yeah. it?
0: It's not a drilling plant. Uh, and he is uh, employed to basically, to, 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 as a marksman, to keep away wolves from attacking um, the the workers, essentially. <laughs> um, the wolf
2: murderer. A wolf
0: assassin. Uh, That's not what they call them, I think. No, but... Um, And they are all going away, going um, for, essentially, like, leave, you'd assume, uh, away from it, on a plane, and the plane crashes and leaves these men as survivors. But what do you know? They've crashed in the middle of a uh, wolf pack's... Patch. Patch, essentially, yeah, yeah uh, territory. Uh, and the Wolves are pretty pissed, and I try to pick them off one by one, and they've got to find, essentially, a way out. You know, it's a pretty bare-bones story, but that doesn't mean it say it's a bare-bones movie. Um, Ian, we'll go with you first on this again, because, obviously, me and yourself have, have both um, seen it before. Becky has seen it before, but I think might have fallen asleep.
2: I haven't seen it before. I haven't seen even the first five minutes of it before. You're imagining shit?
0: Nah, no, I don't. Ian the Grey on a. Have you rewatched this since you first watched it? Or? Um
1: yeah, yeah, a couple of times. Um Yes. Pardon me, sorry. So um it just it's I think it's a very special film. It's a film that just feels like it's a survival tale which cinematically is reaching in just how visceral it is, but also the emotion of the film is just, like, I I think it's pretty fucking flooring. Um, The... I I, I actually found intensely upsetting towards the end this time around, where he's kind of asking God, like, do something, you know. And it's just the way that the the shot is composed of, like, the trees. I think it's like the trees on the left and then just the clouds on the right. And it's just, like, the nothingness of it all. And it's... I don't know. It's a film that... I think genuinely makes me question things about how I live my life and how I I deal with my time and the people around me and how maybe at times I don't appreciate those I have around me um, as much as I should. Um, But then it also ends with Liam Neeson becoming Liam Neeson Wolf Puncher. Uh and that's that and that's not that's not flippant. It's just like it's just very in my wheelhouse. But it never not takes itself seriously and quite rightly. Um it's I, I genuinely think one of the unheralded films of American filmmaking this decade. Um you know, I mean, obviously, it it was both our number ones, Mark and I, um, but it doesn't really feel like anyone really talks about the film. Um, it's I don't know. Uh, for me personally, it's how I feel of Sunshine for the naughties, where it's just that it's. But then again, that that film does people. Do seem to be coming out the woodwork saying, "Well, actually, Sunshine is Danny Boyle's most underappreciated film," mm-hmm. um, and yeah. I, 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 I would say that for Joe Carnahan, and I, I, I think it, it's a shame because Joe Carnahan is a filmmaker who it feels like he's almost ghettoised in, in terms yeah. of in terms of the stuff that he's allowed to take on as a cause in filmmaking but i think the gray shows him to be a more substantial filmmaker than that and, and you know maybe he's happy with, with where he is and i i certainly hope he is um but i think the grey points to to more than that it's it's a it's a very very special film i think I think with with
0: with uh, the production company he's got now uh, with War Party um, that he has with Frank Grillo, mm. they're, they're essentially. He said that they're going to try and do more stuff like um, Narc, but also he wants to do stuff like The Gray and things like that. He wants to he wants to do the movies that that kind of he he grew up on um uh, and it is it's i I'm unashamedly uh i want to i want to tell very masculine stories, but in the same way somebody like Sam Peckinpah or Walter Hill tells masculine stories, not saying I would want to make films about men doing men things he said i want to show the absolute brutality and um a, 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 and I say a lot on the podcast and stuff like that but he also wants to show that fragility of, of, of man um, from there as well um, and you know the grey is a, 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 a magnificent example of that but before I go to what I think of it what, what do you think it is
2: yeah just I mean following on from, from your themes of like man but also showing the fragility is you know obviously after, after you get past a certain point you you've got Liam Neeson being all all manly and leading this group of guys and trying to get them to safety. And it's easy to forget until it points it out again later in the film when when I think it's Henrik points it out to him that he's been pulled out of this really, really dark place at the beginning where he goes outside to essentially kill himself by a sense of duty to the guys that he's protecting from these wolves. And then from the situation that they are put in into fighting for survival, a survival that a day previously, he didn't want, but he's doing it to protect them. So you know, it's it's easy to forget that there is that there is that sort of added layer to his character. And obviously, at the end of the film, when it's when it's um, made clear that his wife has actually passed away, he's not just mourning for a wife who left him. She 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 died, and he sees that as her leaving him behind. And obviously he's dealing with a lot of stuff but he's he's still he's still striving for survival and to get these guys to safety. Um you know I think that's it, it deals with a lot of really heavy themes in obviously faith, mortality, the the will and struggle to live. Um but then you've also got the element of it there's there's a kind of there's a feeling of the thing to it. Mm. You know, yeah. that, that kind of... The
0: isolation idea of it.
2: The isolation, the... Picked off one by one when they're separated from the larger group. Um, you know, and there's some... I mean, there's some fucking brutal bits in it. There's some awful, like, imagery when, when people die.
0: I think also, well, the, the, the fact that it's it's the, the coldness and the uh, the speed of which these people die. They're yeah. literally there one minute and they're, they're dead the next yeah. and there's no time to to gets, mourn or anything like that. You, you have the Dallas Roberts bit where, where Henrik he's basically saying, look, we should say something. Yeah, it, yeah, He's the one who's kind of going, we need to say something, we need to do something, we can't just walk away. Yeah, But knowing that actually that's exactly what they have to do, they have to just walk away. Well,
2: no, because obviously with that bit, he does, doesn't he? He says something and then the, the young kid gets... Killed on the way across yeah. the forest, and it's like, do you want to say something? And it just turns and walks away because mm. it's like, what's the point? Yeah, but what more can I say? It's it's that kind of hopelessness, isn't it? And I think, obviously, in the in the scenes where the wolves are at people, it gets it gets very up close and personal with what's going on with yeah. them with the meeting people. Yeah, it's all jaws and biting and blood and crunching and it. You know, it, it doesn't don't sugarcoat that at all there's no sort of music to hide it it is just it's just that yeah. and I think that adds to the bleak atmosphere of it obviously um, yeah I think the only the only death in it that really really affected me was was Hendrix because I think obviously he was the last the last one apart from the Neeson wasn't he I don't like a drowning death not when it's done realistically
0: no I, I, I think I think out of it it's it sets itself out uh, very much that these are not these are not nice people. These are not yeah, they're not the good. They're, they're men. not they're good not, men yeah. in, in, who who've got in a bad situation. Mm. The film actually tells you these are these are, are low end of uh, 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 of men who that that's the reason they're why they're, they're doing they this no job. Yeah. But then you get the idea that Henrik might be the slight. He might be the more. He, he, he's probably. He, he's one of the upper of those people. He's not. He's not like Frank Miller's character. He's not like.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: He, he, he's, there's, there's something more to him. Yeah. Certainly. Uh, with with that.
2: And obviously, just prior to, to, to that, he's he's asking the me and how he is, and like, what were you doing that? And blah blah blah, I'm trying to get him to open up, and he's. He, it. <sighs> It, 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 I don't know. Yeah, he seemed like the best of them, um, and I think by that point, when he got to that point where he died, I, I there'd been so many others. I've just got to a breaking point with it, mm. so
0: I had a little cry. And then you, you've got like, um, you know, I think Frank Grillo's death is is.
2: is... you see him die though? No, you don't.
0: But you, 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 it's a point more where he basically says, "That's it. I'm done. I'm done."
1: Well, uh, that, uh, uh, there's uh, uh, an, there's an audio kind of cut there uh, though isn't there that kind of sounds like it might be something
2: oh that the, the snarling sound just yeah. Like, yeah
1: yeah yeah
0: uh, it it's the whole with, with grilla there and you know you've got henrik can't really understand it for him but He's got something to go But Liam Neeson does. Yeah. He doesn't try and talk him out of it. No. He he completely understands what's going on because it's not because I think Henry still believes that they're going to get out of it. Yeah. And I don't think Liam Neeson does. I think he thinks that there's a possibility they might. and that's what they've got to, that's what they've got to change. Mm. But Gorillas, you know, it just do you know what? I don't have enough to fight for to fight anymore. I've run out of fight, and the, the turning around, looking at, it and going, "That's it." It's not going to get any better. Does it get me. any better for yeah. me than that? That yeah. this view dying here, having done this, is the best death I'm going to get. Not not just in that situation, ever.
3: Mm.
0: That in an odd point that the fact that he's got there. And the fact that he's got to that with these people, for him, is the odd high point of his life.
2: Well, yeah, he has a bit of a redemptive arc as he's going He it does. Through. And it's it,
0: it, 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 it's it's mental that that, that that is it. But that's where it's showing you that. Mm. You know, we get the mirror imagery of when you hear the big snarling wolf earlier in the movie, mm. when they first get to the first, when they first camp... And then you hear that big noise, and they also, what was that? And he says, it's, it's the Alpha's taking down the beta, and then 10 minutes later, Liam Neeson takes Frank Grillo's character down with relative ease. Yeah. yeah. And it's the that's the mirroring of that. Um, and it's, I think, like Ian said, I do think it's one of the great unheralded masterpieces of, of modern. American cinema, mm. in the same way as I think, Hostiles is one of the great unhealthy masterpieces of, of American cinema, and it, it's it's because, it, in a
2: doesn't everyone universally like it
0: does, but we're moving through a time whereby a masterpiece has to be rewarded for it. Yeah, yeah. It's
2: um, a good way.
0: Of and if it, it isn't, it, they can get forgotten about, mm. and the fact that the grey isn't available on um, Netflix or Prime mm. or anything like that and again what I will say is I am actually kind of writing a piece of this so I'm also pimping my own piece and I'm writing but it does make sense is where we're getting to the point now whereby because everything is streamed in the way we consume films is what we can get available literally at the touch of a few buttons without having to pay for it because we're paying these subscriptions mm. and the, the idea of well hang on a minute, if I'm paying $9.99 a month for this and $7.99 a month for this why can't I get that movie and that movie And we're almost losing the idea of finding movies if they're not available directly beamed to us Mm. and so it's all really good refinding something something refinding its feet on a streaming site for instance we got the the reissue of something like Streets of Fire because of how popular it was on Netflix Mm. but we're, we're losing a whole raft of movies that might not get spoken about because they're not available as part of our package and well, people go about and get
2: them. This is, my, this is my, I mean, I know we're getting a bit off track here, but this is, my, this is my issue with paying for stuff like Prime and Netflix. And I've said this to you before, I don't like my choices being curbed like that. Well, right, you've got, you've got all these movies to choose from, but what if I don't want to choose one from that? I'd rather pay or to buy or rent something on iTunes than watch it on
0: Netflix yeah, I, 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 and,
2: and, and have a choice of everything
0: rather than what they've got. But, but then you're even boiling that down to something with um, iTunes, what's the film on iTunes?
2: Yeah, I miss the days of going into H&B.
0: And just going around. Yeah, we all admit like, minute we all miss those, those days. Yeah, but then, like, there was
2: so much there, and you do like, you'd find hidden gems. You, and, you, like...
0: You've eaten it in my article. Sorry, babe. <laughs> But yeah, you are, you're completely right. Mm. It's. There's, there's that. That thing. And, and, and fuck it, let's eat them my article a little bit, right? That thing of um, of going into a, a HIV or a virgin, or I don't know what it is in the US, a Target or a fucking whatever they've got out there, mm. right? And the thing is previously people might have discovered these movies by a going five. in a 5 for 30, yeah. that's exactly what I was about to yeah. say, yeah. in a 5 for 30 because they have and they've bought fucking Guardians of the Galaxy 2 and they've got, right, and they've gone, right I've got three, but I've got these two extra ones to get what's that? Fucking Liam Neeson, Fighting Wolves, fuck it, yeah let's go for that yeah. uh, and they've gone for that mm. and they've gone and gone, ah, oh, that fucking 80s movie, yeah, fuck it, I'll, I'll throw that in and you've bought that, whereas on we've got what we have on Prime, we've got what we have on Sky now at mm. movies and things, and we've got what we have on, on uh, Netflix. Um, and we can buy things on iTunes on iTunes, but you buy them in a singular. Yeah. Now if, if they're a selection on iTunes and like, look, you can buy these movies at 7 99 each, or you can buy three of them at 20 quid. Bang, 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 process it through. Select them, bang, process it through.
3: Mm.
0: Or these are all a, a fiver, or you can get five for thirty. But then they only on like stuff
2: like that, the things that there's that they think there's a, a market for, so you're not going to get. Well, that's it. Uh, that's right, what so we're it, it is. I, Sorry, just to, just to carry on. I obviously was <laughs> digging around in the loft the other day to find the uh, the Buffy box sets because Isabel wanted to rewatch Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and looking through the boxes of DVDs that we've got up there, there's some really fucking ra- random shit. That is awesome. There is some really awesome. And I
0: guarantee they they they, they, they 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 were third, they were fourth, and fifth. buys in yeah, five for thirty. And five for thirty. Yeah. But, and the thing is, it, it, we also as well, we're now and us not us, but films films become films become classics because when they first come out, the first way people enjoy them or, or get something out of it, mm. and then they keep championing them, and then you know. Two, three years down line, other people get on them, and that's that they they remain in the consciousness, and that's how they become classic, is something that has remained in the consciousness for that long as being universally accepted as this is a great movie. The problem is now you've got a whole generation who think that a good movie is is what has a fucking decent rating on um Rotten Tomatoes or IMDB, and it is nonsense. You know, the amount of great, genuinely fucking brilliant movies and not just movies that I think are great and I'm an idiot that have six and a half out of fucking ten on IMDb and the amount of just utter blockbuster shite (laughs) that has eight point fucking two. And it fucking... the, 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 The worst fucking words in modern fucking film... I don't want to say criticism, but rating are certified fresh.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, true that.
0: Like, fuck, it's just... Oh, it's... If you judge... I you know you're, and, and I'm, and I'm shouting into an echo chamber on this because the people this, this don't, but if you genuinely judge whether or not you're going to watch a movie by whether or not it is certified fresh on fucking Rotten Tomatoes, then fucking hell out for Christ's sake... Then you're the sort of person who thinks that your fucking burger at McDonald's is going to look at that fucking picture. <laughs> nice.
2: Yeah, you, it, is, it is. a good point, though. I mean, the amount of great movies that we've
0: sort of not discovered
2: because obviously we're not pioneers within it, but like the amount of good, great movies that we've that we've brought home and watched and gone, do you know what, that's really fucking good? One that springs to mind, um, and it always does because it's it's a it's a classic example of it. Is I'm a Cyborg.
3: Mm. Um, we would have
2: never that's not on anything no and that's a right very weird little movie but it's fucking mint yep and that was bought in a 5 for 30
0: yep
2: you know the amount of world cinema stuff that we've bought that just isn't I mean it's just not on any of the streaming services
0: no there there is a shame on that I I, I would I'd hazard to guess that some of that might be on something like movie
2: and there's only so many you can have
0: is a a very good argument Uh, but the thing is, what I, I've always liked about Joe Kahn as a filmmaker, and I think that, that without question, the is his best film is that he does he, he does have a an idea of of, of how to pitch fragile men, mm. and uh, and he, he sells a great story of, of groups of men and paints them, and he can paint characters as being both sympathetic and arseholes at the same time yeah grillo yeah. is a prick in this but by the end of it you've you feel something for him you've maybe not warmed to him you don't maybe like him but you see a, a chink of humanity in there yeah. even if he outright is telling you that he doesn't have that chink of humanity he's a great
2: artist though it's from grillo
0: yeah mm-hmm. he is um I, I, honestly, I, I, it, it went up in my estimations and it was already really high. I, I think it is an incredible movie.
2: Mm. I'm just ashamed it's taken me this long to watch it because I, I, I'm guilty of it. Judged it off the trailer. The trailer looked boring.
1: Yeah. Stupid.
0: It's it's it, it really is a remarkable movie. Mm. Have you anything we've done
1: on The Grey?
2: Yeah? I think so, I, yeah? Ian.
1: I'm feeling very, very, very low about being digital only after this conversation, I'll say that. <laughs>
2: you want to come and dig around in our lofting? We've got lots of DVDs.
0: I, 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 and in a few weeks, we're going to have a lot of videos in there as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. God, I'm going
2: to have to get a VHS player. I think your old VHS player is up there still. I right? think it might be, yeah. see if it works.
0: Uh, what, what I will say there is, Noel, if you're still listening... Uh, Oh, if I do find the Robocop cartoon on um, animation, on um, what is it? On VHS. Yes. Yeah, you, I, I, I will be winging that to you, to your good self. <laughs>
1: it's just. Shape of Water is 20 quid on 4K Ultra HD disc, and you can get it for a tenner in 4K on iTunes. It just. You, 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 you went out a it bit there, mate. Sorry, can you hear me now? Yeah. Shape yeah, of yeah. Water. 20 quid on disc for 4K. It's a tenner on iTunes in 4K. Oh, hello?
0: <laughs> it is that thing, is it? I don't buy physical anymore, and I get tempted every so often. But what the way I'm looking at it now is, um, and again, I'm eating my article, um, is I, I, I'm going to relax my views on what I buy on iTunes. And start looking at those seven ninety nine catalogue titles and going, do you know what? Fuck it! Mm. If I want it. I'm going to buy it.
2: I do miss the wall of DVDs we used to have at our old house. Though. Yeah, and it'd be right. I like this cleanliness of not having them. All yeah, then. I do. That's
0: but, it. Like, on, we had. I mean, we, yeah, but
2: I mean, we, we, we had tons, didn't we? And picking was, a movie, <laughs> yeah, picking a movie for us was right. Pick a couple of letters and we'll pick something out of that. And yeah, because it was all alphabetized, obviously. Because Mark is Mark. Um, well, and, it would have and it was do you know and it was just magnificent I loved that wall of DVDs
0: it was it's real wall as well
2: yeah but it's all still up in the loft
0: it is all still up in the loft it's, yeah
2: sad and just up there in boxes I
0: don't know don't, don't impress me but the great uh, definitely Not Shit was 92% Fuck fucking yeah, right
1: uh, and Touching <laughs> Cloth was 8% I'm really really glad you liked it Bex. yeah
2: I, I absolutely loved it I thought it was like I say, the shades of the thing, it was very, very deep and it was very... It's just it's just a masterpiece, really, isn't it?
0: Yeah, and as well reminds me that Dice Robles is great in everything he ever is in. Which one's that? He played Henrik.
2: Oh, yeah, He's always good
0: in stuff, but always really understated in the sense that when you go back and watch a film that he's in, you'll watch it and go, holy shit, I forgot he was in this. And then by the end of it, you'll go... He was fantastic in that, and you'll forget that he was in it the next time you watch it. <laughs>
2: yeah. Oh, and just putting it out there, I choose to believe that Liam Neeson killed that Alpha with his bottle hand and his fucking knife hand, and he was just laying there having a little rest. And then all the all the betas are going to come back, and then they're going to adopt him as their new leader and like lead him to safety. That is what I choose to fucking believe. And that happens at the end of that movie. you
0: fine to choose to believe that. <laughs> um, but also, as well, the badassery of just a man that's gone through all of that taping a knife to his hand as a bottle and, the bottles, the and then smashed it <laughs> and then basically just going <laughs> yeah, just growling and, Come and, at me, bro. <laughs> and and looking at it like, like, like the, do you know what? you might I, I'm not winning this but but there is no way that this is going down fucking easy for you yeah. it's such yeah. a oh, it's, it's, good ending
1: I, I, I wish the post credits wasn't there it's an odd one there
0: it is, but I fucking—it's just fantastic. Yeah, thank you, Joe Carter. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, is. absolutely. Um, and of course, as well, it makes me watch the A-team just because Joe Connor and Liam Neeson, the A-team. Do you want me to, yeah.
2: I started making a little list of stuff discussed during the podcast that I want to watch up the following week. Do you want me to watch the A-team? Yes,
0: at A-team. Yeah. which I have on iTunes. You're Old
2: movies. Point Break and I had the one I want to watch that you
0: were. What? I want to watch Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, I want not watch that. Uh, Why, not? Why, not? Why not? It's a good film. You don't like it. I, know, I, I, I do like it. it. It's just, it's had its, I'll rewatch it with you. Yeah? Yeah, but I, but it's, I enjoyed it, had its and nice place and it's run out of, it ran out of credits for me, is what I would say. Mm.
2: I think, to be fair to me, sort of full disclosure, I um, the trash site BuzzFeed, one of the writers on there has been doing like a retrospective of films that she loved when she was young that she's not seen in 20 odd years, and Romeo and Juliet was one of them. And just reading her thoughts on watching it as an adult now just just absolutely made me fully nostalgic for what, it. What
0: else was in it, her list?
2: Um, 10 Things I Hate About You, Fine, yeah. Scream, yeah. Let me, let me see if I can find one. Um, god, what
0: else did so she should... a Filthy Millennial, though.
2: Well, no, because I'd say she's probably... Like, those are films that we watch. I know, I was
0: joking. I was being...
2: Oh, so you're saying we're filthy millennials?
0: Well, <laughs> not quite. Yeah.
2: Um, um, but, yeah, it's it just really made me want to rewatch it. And there's that shot, you know, where... The, the first shot of Leo where he's walking across the thing and he's all, like, bit with sweats and he looks over to one side with that yeah. hair. and. Oh, my God, that angelic face that he had when he used to be young. <laughs>
0: um, right, question. Um... Last week's view of Terminal, once once more, brought Mark's love of attractive, psychotic, on-screen women to the fore. What other character types slash archetypes do the three of you enjoy and or alternative loathe to see on screen? And that was from Rick Kidd at Rick J. Kidd once again. Go on well, then, guys. I'm,
2: okay, well, I'm going to go with the loathe because that's, I can't, with the exception of young female characters drawn by Hayao Miyazaki, I can't really think of one that I specifically love as just a genre of person Um, Love is uppity self-absorbed white girl who thinks that (laughs) this solution to (laughs) her problems is cutting (laughs) her fucking hair
3: off (laughs)
1: herself (laughs) 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 in the sink I'm just grabbing a drink (laughs) <laughs> I'll be my end
0: uh, Lord I, I'm not sure like, I'm not sure that, they, that, I, that I love that much come on let um, me just know these what am I love? because um, like, mine are pretty easy psychotic women and welcome um, yeah. yeah. you know that, that, that. I'm, I'm a man that has, has, has very yeah, so simple sex. simple person. yes uh, there's, there's very little fucking apple, a very shallow
2: a very shallow that's really hard actually because considering you're that hates a lot of things I can't think of any specifics you're quite children children yeah
1: what so children the, the kind of trope <laughs> that you hate in cinema is children <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah. Let's, be, let's be generous and say, I'm fine, "children," or just
1: all children. children. Yeah, Well, yeah. okay. fuckers. <laughs> okay, what are um, I, 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 I love crazy old men who try to tell the kids going into the bad situation that, um, that they shouldn't be going into that situation. Which, to be fair, Cabin in the Woods did a really good job of subverting. But I, I, I really enjoy crazy old men. Um, I hate Charles Wallace.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Is he a genre of character? Yeah,
1: he is. It's the kid who's been written and directed by someone who doesn't have experience with kids. Yeah.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely
0: is.
2: I don't think they've ever rolled that. I've ever. Met a kid ever.
0: No, no, they don't. they've not met a kid. The only kid they've met is kids who went to stage school, yeah. and they're all twats, and um, they're all Charles um, Wallace. Oh, can, they're all called Charles Wallace Prince. <laughs> uh, uh, but can I also add, it might not be a character trait or anything like that, but something that I fucking hate in movies that really just Oh, Go on. Is when somebody hasn't eaten for a while.
2: Oh, you absolutely fucking hate this, right? don't
0: you? And then get given food and they eat it all feral. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah, And yeah, just yeah, like yeah, start
0: yeah. eating it with the fucking hands. No, no! You would still use a fucking knife and fork if they are there. You just, you wouldn't automatically just start going. at stuff. It's. oh.
2: But it's all over their face. Yeah, it's... Oh, oh
0: just, I oh, hate it. You do, don't you? Good job. Yeah. yeah. It's the
2: same as when people...
0: Yeah, anything sticky in a movie, not like that either. Anything sticky in general, or when yeah, people are holding
2: anything... People
0: hold anything sticky. Right, okay. Yeah, or when people jump in a pool in a movie, you always look at it and go, oh, their phone's but Yeah. You... Even if it's a film set in the 80s, you'll go, oh, their phone's fucked. Well, mean, the latest iPhone
1: yeah. has waterproofing. You'd be fine. Yeah, I'd die. Trust it. Set my fucking set my fucking watch into water mode. Like my iPhone eight, it would be fine, man. You need to live in the future.
0: No, I'm a man happy living in the past.
2: He's got a new iPhone, but he's still really precious about it. You not fucking touch my phone. Nobody
0: be back no, from Matt. No Mac. one pushed Mark's
1: phone. I can't fucking wait. I can't fucking wait. New iPhone. <laughs>
0: Can I just point out? There's a reason why I don't let other people touch my phone. It's because literally everybody I know that has an iPhone has had one with a broken screen, and I touch wood. I've never broken the screen on my phone, so therefore I don't trust other people. Was was the
2: coffee table not good enough? For well,
0: that? it's veneer in it. Was, was it the, not? Yeah, the, it needs to be solid wood. The, the surround yeah. is solid wood. Yeah, I was yeah. wondering. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, what we're we covering next week, guys?
2: Well, I. Kind of had a bit of a
0: thought. Uh oh. Uh
2: Well, you know, know how.
0: Black Clansman and Slenderman?
2: Yeah, no, but Ian and I both want to see Unfriended as well, and I think Unfriended would make quite a good double bill with Slenderman alongside Black Clansman.
1: Oh, fuck <laughs> me. Oh. Game on. Oh my.
2: Yeah.
1: Oh my. Well, yeah.
2: Unfriended Dark Web, Slenderman, and Black Clansman. You up for that?
1: I can deal. I
2: have Ooh, to just make sure. Mark friendly doesn't friendly. sound.
1: <laughs> Tumbleweeds. <laughs>
2: he's not into this whole Flender Man thing
0: and he's in a fucking misery about I, it. I, I, I'm just very well aware of the fact that. Um, the three cinema trips have got to fit in. have got to fit in, and I'm working 12 hour days Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Monday.
1: <laughs> well, shit, man. Is okay. it. Why could Becky and I just watch Unfriended? Is that oh, a possibility? got like
2: the, like the cinema on my own? I've never done that. You've never got the cinema on your own. No, never. Right, well, then we've
0: got to do it now, then. Oh. So, no. are you guys gonna do Slenderman?
2: You're you no, know, You're not gonna do Slenderman either.
1: No, I'll do Unfriended. Oh, hang on. You what?
0: Might... I'd rather do Unfriended than Slenderman.
1: Well, shit, man. Why don't we could do Slenderman the the week after, if, if, unless like Becky going to the cinema on her own is now a mission. I think it might be a mission. Yeah.
2: And I really want to fucking see Slenderman
0: opening week. Right. Well, well, so we will in some guise be discussing Black Clansman, Slenderman and Unfriended.
1: We, like, yeah, all right. I, we need to check cinema times for Unfriended, though, because literally it's only playing by me until Sunday and then Happy Time Murders replaces it completely. So before we commit to anything, you guys might want to check it's actually playing this week.
2: Yeah, it is, it's playing at least up till next Thursday, but it's they're all around 11pm showing.
0: Yeah, well that's not nice. happening, is it?
2: Yeah, fucking, of course it is.
0: I could possibly do that. We're all right
2: with that, got the pub and go watch that.
0: Are you serious? <laughs> nice,
2: that, I like
0: that. all right. Yeah. Yeah. Nice,
1: nice, noise, noise, noise. It's definitely nice, a
2: nice. late night movie to watch as well, isn't it? It's yeah, that's
1: fine. I'm fine with that. Oh, Fuck fucking yeah. a, I actually get an excuse to go watch Unfriended. I'm, 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 I'm all good with that. Cool.
2: I want to see that that John Cho one as well. That new trailer makes it look really interesting. <laughs> Searching, yeah, Searching,
1: yeah. It's that's out next week, I think.
2: Yeah, we'll do that as well next week. <laughs> nice. Cool. Nice. Right. Um, so
1: yeah, I think that's. The end of, of our show. Oh, I'm looking uh, forward to next week. That's like it. Kind of feels like the first one that's kind of driven by Becky. Yeah, <laughs> it is actually. Yeah. I'm Are really
2: pleased.
1: It's all your wheelhouse.
0: I'm, I'm, I'm psyched. Yeah. Um, so thank you for listening, guys. Um, at Bexy Foz, At Dam L. Dam Ian damn e L. Dam Ian e L. Dam Ian e L. Damn e and L. Damn e and L. Um, at Dude Foz. Uh, please check out the website we've got some stuff going on there I'm, hopefully I'm still going to write an article <laughs> that we've just decimated on this what is it uh, Ian's written a review uh, of Black Clans which I haven't read yet because I haven't seen the film but I'm looking forward to reading once I have seen the film hit um,
2: up on
0: Instagram hit up on Instagram watch Ian's unboxing on YouTube because that's interesting uh, I am going to start some gaming stuff on YouTube when I get chance to do some
2: I'm going to start some gaming stuff on YouTube when they fucking release a decent game on the PlayStation
0: fuck yeah, gaming woo well um, so yes <laughs> uh, thanks for listening guys and we speak to you next week bye 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 somewhere they
3: are the sea somewhere we can... Is the ship that goes sailing somewhere?